Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess. Screw. Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson is going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits it. Hits it. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome in. We are live at one of our favorite places out there. You got that right. Yeah, dug out off of Fletcher Fletcher Place here, southeast side of downtown. This is so easy. This is an absolute can't miss. So you're going to see the Sixers and the Pacers tonight. You're going to see Embiid go for back-to-back 70s. You're going because you want to see my formerly known as Twitter X-Handle light up like a stinking Christmas tree later on tonight. You're going for all those. Hopefully, you're going to see the Pacers get back on the winning track. But you're going, right? And you're going, all right, so what is in this for me? Well, we're at the dugout. I can see, well, I can't right now, but I could if I were out there on the street. I could see Cambridge Fieldhouse. You're that close. You come down here, and we have one of the greatest video games of all time. Uh, no, 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 not Asteroids, not Donkey Kong, not Galaga, not Duck Hunt, as we talked about yesterday. No NBA Jam is here because we're working our way to the NBA All-Star Weekend. And I mean, honestly, you got Pacers, Sixers coming up later on tonight. So NBA Jam is here. Uh, that is NBA Jam, obviously, that has you uh, with a couple of NBA players. I think in some cases, it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of like, remember Super Tecmo Bowl when clearly Randall Cunningham did not give them permission to use his name and it said like Eagles QB instead you had to like in your mind you had to imagine that it was actually Randall Cunningham and not you know Eagles QB right well it, a couple unless you downloaded a couple of dudes are just like that but honestly across the board there's no Michael Jordan which is weird yeah, Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant with the Bulls but it represents the 90s, and everybody that was a basketball fan growing up absolutely loved it, and we have it here. We have it in arcade stand-up fashion here at the dugout. So here's what happens. You come by here, let's just say, to get a bite, maybe an appetizer, have some ice-cold Ultra while you're here, too, and you play the game. And the high score at the end will win. And once they get here with the shoes, I'll show you. I didn't wear mine today because they are so awesome and it's so wet and nasty and dirty when you're walking around, especially in our parking garage, Travis. If you saw that, I go, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and leave these on the shelf. But they are a badass pair. 
A badass pair of Nike Air courtside Michelob Ultra shoes. And the best part about it is completely and 100% original is what we're talking about here. It is awesome. The high score wins those shoes. The high score also advances to the finals coming up in a a couple of weeks or so. We're going to be um, downtown at Brothers for the finals. And then the high score for that, the winner overall, wins the NBA Jam Arcade game. And just a variety, courtesy of Michelob Ultra, of tickets and up front and close and personal to a lot of events around here. So this is great. Shout out to Zinc for putting this together along with us. It is a fantastic event, and it is convenient for you. On your way downtown, I'm going to tell you, nothing is easier than sliding in here and parking and walking over here to the dugout, having again an ice cold Michelob Ultra, getting an appetizer, grabbing a sandwich, maybe some pizza, something like that, saying hello to Nick, talk a little Center Grove High School basketball. We'll talk about Coach Hahn a little bit with Nick. We'll have a hell of a time, and then you can play NBA Jam and see if you can be the high score and win this pair of shoes that we have for you. I'll show you via the stream coming up a little bit later on. Uh, what you might be missing. You got plenty of time right now. So I just got here plenty of time before we're off the air. I think we have a little anything goes at the six o'clock hour, but get here. We got some shirts to give away as well. A lot of other stuff, courtesy of Michelob Ultra. Um, stay away from Landon because he may be ill in a little bit, right? Uh, remember the song Illin by Run DMC? He's like capital letters Illin over there. So we'll give Landon a wide berth today, but he's a gamer. He's out here helping. We appreciate that. Um, so, yes, just wide berth. But no, seriously, get signed up. Come over here and play. And the high scorer wins the shoes and you advance to the finals. And we will have an outstanding time. I promise that. Dugout is our location. Fletcher Place, southeast side of downtown. We would love to see you down here. We got a busy show for you as well. I get to. Who's going to be on the show coming up in just a minute? Of course, uh, you got a big game coming up later on tonight. 76ers and the Pacers. Sixers 29 and 13. Uh, Last we checked in, what, with the Sixers, and we talked about the Sixers. It was Joel Embiid putting up 70 in a win over San Antonio. 36.1 per game, 11 and a half rebounds, and six assists. Yeah, that, that's a heavy number right there. I, I'm assuming, right? I'm going to take a guess that back-to-back 70s have never not only been executed, but ever thought about. So hopefully that's not the case later on tonight. Let's face it, too. At 24 and 20, the Pacers are in need of a win. You get close the other night against Denver, and the defending champions put you away with a couple of big shots. And then on the other end, the Pacers were unable to make their big shots in the big moment. So you end up getting a loss to the Nuggets, 24 and 20. Um, 13 and 9 at home. That's such a large loss number. So, like, nine right there. Pascal Siakam finally got that practice in. Good to go. We'll look over uh, any possible injury reports. I haven't seen anything regarding Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith being available would seem to be uh, rather important for this team and the depth of this team coming up later on tonight. It is going to be incredibly difficult. Make no mistake about that. 
But Sixers, Pacers from the Fieldhouse. Tip time is at 7, 6.30, your pregame coverage right here. Uh, that will be right after me. I go up until 6, and then we'll do some Anything Goes in the 6 o'clock hour. And uh, move forward accordingly. But loaded show, Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports Indiana coming up at the bottom of the hour. Some things that you can try to do to impact the game. We talked about this in large part yesterday, what the Pacers didn't do compared to what they did do against Denver and why they got hung with the L. And again, it is offense. It is offense. It is late shot making. And if you want to pin anything on the defense, it is certainly not the defense that we have seen. And listen, I may look at the wrong analytics. I mean, hell, I don't want to look at all these nerdy analytics and I know everybody does, but maybe I look at the wrong analytics. Maybe I look at total points in a game. That's probably what they did back in 1995 is why I embrace it. But maybe I look at the wrong analytics. I just see it as follows. They, they average nearly 125 and when that average is, or in this case, in a game, their final score, if they don't get to 110, they're losing. And it's not, well, they're likely to lose, or maybe they'll lose. They will lose. So where do you find that? I mean, think the other night, had a couple of wide-open looks late. Obviously, you make those shots. Things could have been drastically different. Um, how Third quarter also played a role. I mean, this is one of those things where you really have to stay engaged the entirety of the time and take advantage of of what should be your home surroundings. And we didn't really see that last time out against Denver. I mean, they got to a 13-point lead, hit the skids in the third quarter. For whatever reason, Contavious Caldwell Pope went nuts in the third quarter, and you can't have that happen. The one thing, when you get with these really good teams, right, that have the stratospheric elite level players, when you get up against these teams, all right, so Jokic is going to score. Jamal Murray is going to score. They're just two of the better players in the NBA. It goes without saying Embiid is going to score, but you can't have any of these stragglers coming in and putting it up. 15, 16, 20 points on you. And I went back to that game in Portland. Everybody pointed to, well, there we go again. Let the power forward go for 37 and Jeremy Grant. But to me, the more impact that was felt in that game was the fact that you allowed Malcolm Brogdon basically go to the basket anytime he wanted on high ball screens and put up 30. That was the problem there. So it's always, to me, you're just going to get done by these elite-level players. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't, you're lucky. If you don't, you're fortunate. And then you damn well better take advantage of it. But most of the time, these guys, as a premier player in the NBA, the best players in the world, they're going to do you in. They're going to get their numbers. It's the way that it is. I have to make sure that others don't reach even half that level more than half that level. Here's one more thing for you, too. Defensively, you may not be locking anybody down. Let's face it. These guys aren't going to lock anybody down anytime soon. There's no expectation of that. However, late stops would be important. Didn't see that the other night. See, those late game situations, that basically is what gives you the tail of the tape. 
late game situations, late game execution. And so much of that, you're absolutely right, goes back on the shoulders of Tyrese Halliburton. But at some point, you just got to say, guess what? Dude's not playing. So you're going to need Nemhart. You're going to need McConnell. Or in the case the other night, you're going to need Miles to make a couple of threes or at least one. I mean, he had one that didn't catch any rim, and then the other one was straight on, absolute stepping into straight on look that you you, you got you got to make. And Neesmith had a couple of opportunities that you have to make. And without Tyrese Halliburton, those are the types of moments at the end of the game that, again, will dictate whether or not you lose. And then people will say, well, you know, you hung in there without Halliburton or you win. And then people say, hey, not only did you hang in there, but you won the game. And look how deep this team is, man. Nobody's going to want to play them coming up in April because they can get this done without Halliburton. There are just subtle differences in this on both ends. But for this Pacer team, it always will start offensively. It just is. That's where you are right now. Their, their defense, their defense collectively, while not great, has certainly been good enough to be able to get them by. I do realize without Halliburton, you take away a lot of point production offensively, not only just from himself individually, but that is created by him throughout whoever is out there on the floor next to him. I do realize that. But you're also a team that needs to be able to execute. And in the losses we have seen, we saw that in Phoenix late as well. And Buddy Heald shot a minute, and unfortunately Buddy Heald kind of defended them late out of it. You got to find that. Got to find that niche. Got to be able to get over in those big moments. Everybody will tell you that. I know it sounds cliche, but especially in the NBA, it is 100% accurate. So we shall discuss that regarding the Pacers. Jeremiah Johnson of Valley Sports Indiana is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. All right. I'm going to give a special shout out today to my Indiana State Sycamores. Man, it was a rough one last night. I was freaking a little bit. Last thing you needed to do was go on the road and lose to UIC. You didn't want to do that. And they, uh, it wasn't, it was not the best game you have seen from the fighting trees this year. But they ended up getting it done. I didn't check their Ken Palm or their net rating or any of that stuff as, as far as today is concerned. It, with, with Indiana State, here's the thing. And that's really. With Indiana State, you know, Drake is kind of now they lost last night in overtime, which was good for Indiana State on the road. They lost at Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri. But you look at, you know, Bradley is also up there, too. Remember, the Sycamores got a win over Bradley back in December at Bradley. Bradley played without you guys remember the name Connor Hickman. Connor Hickman over 14 points a game didn't play in that game against Indiana State. Connor Hickman played for J.R. Holmes down at Bloomington South. So, you know, anybody that plays for J.R. is, no matter what they're doing, going to be well-versed in being good and executing and playing both ends of the floor. That's just the way that it is to get through that high-level basketball program at Bloomington South with that legendary high school basketball coach in this state. So Hickman's going to be back coming up on Saturday. It's another ESPN Family of Networks games on ESPNU. Actually, they got a couple coming up. I think they have another ESPN2 when they host Drake. I want to say next week they go, I believe, 
Indiana State goes Bradley at Belmont and then Drake back at home coming up in the next week. But last night was basically all about their survival, and that survival was on the road in the Missouri Valley at UIC. Robbie Avila will join us coming up here at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Over 16 a game, over 7 rebounds a game. And with all the shooters surrounding him, he had a quote last week that said, you know what, Coach Schertz, he lets everybody eat. But it starts with him. They play through him. Robbie Avila joins us coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll get his story. You know, most of the story is, hey, he's the college version or the Missouri Valley Conference version of, of Jokic, whatever. He is a, a talented player. And they play through their big at Indiana State and shoot a high volume of three. They didn't shoot it well at all last night, but just got it done late. And Robbie Avila joins us coming up here for Indiana State, their sophomore in the 4 o'clock hour. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 joins us coming up too. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday. And this is not really the biggest of deals when you decide not to renew contracts for your defensive line coach or, you know, your secondary coach, you know, Mike Mitchell was that guy. Mike Mitchell had uh, the, un- the unfortunate X or tweet. If you remember after that Steeler game, when there was the ejection for the hit on Michael Pittman Jr. And Michael Pittman Jr. was all, all types of messed up right there. And I didn't, and Mitchell sent out something about, Hey, you know, I don't know what to teach our guys anymore. And, and while it was accurate, you know how people say right now you're tone deaf? I mean, you just, you don't, how should I put this? You don't, A, you don't, number two, where you eat, right? Further, you don't, number two, where your bosses eat. That's the other thing, too. You don't do that. So he did that, and that's not the cause, but certainly over there, I'm sure that didn't go over very well. It's not the biggest of deals. Again, this happens all the time. There's nothing hot button about it, but we'll dive into that a little bit if you want to. Well, that was an Andy Sweeney shout-out right there. We'll dive into that a little bit if you want to coming up in the 5 o'clock hour with Mike Chappell of CBS4 and uh, Fox 59. I did watch a little college hoop last night. If you guys missed Illinois and Northwestern, that was an outstanding game. Shout out to friend of the show, Wildcat Jr. from Lafayette, Jeff, Brooks Barnheiser. He and Boo Boo, he led the way for Northwestern in overtime, upset over number 11, Illinois. Of course, IU gets Illinois on Saturday afternoon in Champaign. You can hear that on 93 WIBC. But simply put, as far as it really good, dramatic type of games. That's been one of the best games I've seen in the Big Ten so far this year. There was a ton of back and forth. There was great playmaking. There was great shot making, mistakes. Oftentimes, not a great deal of defense, but it was one of the more entertaining games on the Big Ten Network last night. Again, overtime won by Northwestern over Illinois. And it's funny, you look at, and and Big Ten fans, IU fans, Purdue fans know this, you look at Northwestern's environment right now, and then you remember how it used to be where they'd play in there. It's just what's so weird. 
And I know there are a lot of things you wouldn't recognize if you dozed off in 1986 and woke back up right now, right? Basically nothing. But one of the things that would stick out is Big Ten basketball and how your view of Wisconsin and Northwestern has changed or evolved. We talked about this when you went to Wisconsin last Friday with Don Fisher. There was a point in time when you just go, check mark win, check mark win right here, and didn't even worry about it. And now as it stands, IU hadn't won in Madison since a lot of you were born or before you were born. 1990, I was 28 years old. Tripping the light, fantastic the last time that they won in Madison. And you can also look at it the same way as how you look at Northwestern. Northwestern was just an open invitation for anybody that graduated from IU or Purdue that wanted to see their favorite college basketball team play that had a job status in and around the Chicagoland area. You just go right there or north with the armpit. The armpit IU fans would just mosey on over to Evanston to watch it. Now, if you got anybody up in Milwaukee, I'm not sure. I mean, northern Indiana people, you just go over there and you get to watch Purdue or IU, and they're like a sprinkling, maybe a handful of Northwestern fans. It was a pseudo home game. But, man, last night, last night, those, I don't know if we're allowed to call them nerds. or North, we, we do this for, like, Duke. And I'm not trying to compare either environment, but we call the uh, Cameron Crazies nerds or the Northwestern Fans kind of nerdish too, or is that not viewed upon as as nerdish? But they have built an environment there now, and they they do have an exciting team. I was skeptical a little bit regarding Chris Collins, but I mean you can't deny the fact that he's you know gotten them back to the tournament. Uh, they're going to get back to the tournament unless there's some incredible meltdown again this year, and um, he's he's built some things. In, in and around Chicago and Evanston for Northwestern. But one of the better games of the Big Ten this year, that was Northwestern over Illinois last night in overtime in Evanston. So a little college hoop conversation. We'll get back to the NBA for you coming up in just a bit as well. 239-1070 is the number. Email the address jmv at 1075thefan.com. I mentioned today we're at the dugout off of Fletcher NBA Jam Arcade Games ready to be played. Go for that high score. The high score wins a unique pair of Nike Air courtside Michelob Ultra shoes in white and blue and gold trim. I'm telling you, you guys dig on the original shoes, and these are the original shoes. Can win those with the high score, advance to the finals coming up in a couple of weeks as well, where you can win the game that you're playing here today, the stand-up NBA Jam arcade game. Again, while you're here on your way to the Pacer game tonight, whatever you're doing, getting off work, your destination is the dugout right here. Fletcher Place, we're on the southeast side of Indy. What is this right now? We're kind of, let me see. Yeah, Fletcher and College is our location right here, basically. So come and join us. Play a little NBA jam and see if you can be a winner. All right, quick break. We'll come back. I mentioned you get the Pacers, you get the Sixers tonight, and you get Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports Indiana that can help explain some things. Now, it's funny. I'm going to talk to Frank Vogel tomorrow, the former Pacer head coach who brings the Phoenix Suns in uh, coming up tomorrow. And Practice time, practice time has been not so much a headline, but a bit of a side note 
for a lot of coaches in how, because we always think about load management or, you know, you're not going to play in this game, but you also have to juggle practice time. And if you've watched the Pacers, listen to the Pacers, uh, you heard Rick Carlisle talking about, you know, the first time that he got Pascal Siakam in a practice setting with his new team was yesterday. But Frank Vogel, I'm going to bring that up to Frank Vogel coming up on tomorrow's show, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Of course, we saw the Pacers lose in Phoenix last Sunday. Frank Vogel joins us coming up at 4 o'clock tomorrow, and we're yet on the road again. I'll explain where we were going to be tomorrow coming up in just a minute. Again, 239-1070, the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, and Jeremiah Johnson's going to tell you all a path to a Pacer win to get out of this losing skid later on tonight versus Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. This homestand continues in a tough, tough way. Jeremiah Johnson, other side. Robbie Avila of the Sycamores joining us, 4 o'clock hour. Mike Chappell's here as well after 5. Don't go anywhere. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm in a damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. NBA Jam Thursday, the dugout, fantastic place southeast side of downtown Fletcher in college. I'm just looking for you right here. I want you to play, get the high score. Um, when I played last week, I had John Stockton and Carl Malone, and I had Stockton, you know, as he always did, right? Which is funny. I don't think he ever did it. I had, for some reason, Stockton go into the lane and uh, attempt a sweeping running hook. I bet Stockton never, ever in his existence as a Hall of Famer did that. A sweeping, running, left-handed hook that had not one chance. Not one chance. And by the way, I think Utah's duo of Malone and Stockton from the 90s, as far as NBA Jam is concerned, is the best. Get here, play. You win shoes, and I mean original, badass, Nike Air courtside Michelob Ultra shoes. Thanks to our friends from Zinc, too, for bringing over the arcade game. Plenty of time to get here before you check out the Sixers and the Pacers later on tonight. By the way, a lot of you, before I get to JJ, have asked me about the new Roadhouse. There's one thing, and I'm not trying to come off as crotchety at all right now, but there is one thing outside of just paying complete disrespect to the Sways. Beyond that, there is one thing that will keep me from this. And it not only is the theme of the original Roadhouse, but I only have one rule, and that's the rule. And I didn't see it. Again, I just saw you guys are all sending me the trailers for it. But it's one rule that I think I live by, and I think I have in translation had you guys live by as well. This is how we live our existence because of Roadhouse. And I didn't recognize it anywhere in the trailer. 
And that's got me dumbfounded. I'll get to that coming up in a minute. Meantime, Andy Moore on Mudduff Group Potline. Going to get you started tonight. Valley Sports Indiana at 630. Um, and, yeah, this, this great scheduling from the NBA where you come off a six-game roadie, you get back home, and you get the defending champions. And then you get Joe M. Mead coming off of 70 points um, in Philadelphia on a Thursday. Oh, by the way, too, to back-to-back with the Suns and Frank Vogel, who joins us tomorrow. That coming up tomorrow night at the Fieldhouse. J.J. is going to talk about the present-day Pacers going into tonight. Jeremiah Johnson joins us. How are things going? You you already there or are you on your way? I'm on my way. I wish James would have told me where you were at. I would have maybe made plans to come down just a little bit earlier and join you live in person. James, man! James! You didn't tell him where we are going to be? <laughs> James! I mean, I mean normally it would be tough to fit it in, but that's so close as you mentioned. It's uh, I could almost See the field house from where you're at. And I could have made plans to get down there a little earlier. So the next time you're maybe, maybe I'll join you in person. You, we needed a Jeremiah Johnson live segment here. We needed, I mean, live, you're live right now, but a live in person here at the dugout segment. Well, that's a bummer right there, but at least you're on here. Um, all right. What's the expectation health-wise tonight? Are we, are we thinking, I haven't heard. Maybe I've, I've just missed it. Is Jalen Smith... Still going to be on the shelf with that bad back because that'll really suck tonight. He's still questionable as of yesterday's practice. Rick Carlisle said they were going to look at a few things. Um, and that really just flared up. He was dressed. And yeah. I believe he was on the bench or at least did warm up. He was. And then all of a sudden he was not, not there when it would be the normal time that he would check into the game. So you know how backs are. Sometimes you can tweak them doing the, the darndest of things. Maybe he was tying his shoe and, and it can happen. I mean, I – I was almost out of commission three or four years ago, just bending over to the bottom drawer of my son's dresser. So I don't know exactly how it happened. He's still questionable. Halliburton's out, and then everybody else should be ready to go from the Pacers side of things. So you don't think it's one of these situations where you just squirt a handful of biofreeze on it and go play? No? (laughs) Well, they do have, uh, you know, a couple of outstanding massage therapists. So anything they could do, uh, his, his recovery will be expedited with or without Icy Hot or anything else that you or I would have put on our sore backs back in the day. Does, uh, does Corbeil hand out massages, or does he leave that to somebody else? No, uh, Victoria Pelton is the lead massage therapist. And uh, Josh, I think Josh would be probably oversees that, but uh, he's not the one administering the massages. What's he keep track of on the bench? Fouls and timeouts or what? What's he keep track of there? Absolutely, yeah. It's one of those underrated skills for, I don't know whether it's every single team, but it does seem like, you know, you have your three main front of bench assistant coaches that have a lot of other things to worry about, but then you're on the front of the bench near the coach, so the head athletic trainer is responsible for timeouts and fouls. So anytime someone gets a second or a third foul or, you know, on into the second half of fourth or fifth foul, he will quickly just remind Coach Carlisle of that, and then also it's timeouts in the NBA, and this is my you know 10th year in this position, I still even get a little confused with the mandatories and whose turn it is to take the first media timeout, and he has that down pat. You ought to have him on sometime to just explain it, because one day yeah. on, a, on a road trip, I had him explain it to me, and, and I still probably couldn't explain it to you, but he knows it very well. Rick Carlisle obviously knows it, but sometimes needs just a reminder in the heat of the moment of 
is it my turn? How many do we have left? Because you want to get at least to the final three minutes. You prefer to have those two in the final three minutes. But also, Rick Carlisle values what a timeout can do to stop a run, to kind of get things organized. So he maybe is a little bit different than some coaches where they absolutely would want to have those two timeouts for the final three minutes. He at least wants one so he can challenge or advance the ball. But if he sees a, a 7 or a 9-0 run, he's going to call that timeout just to get the things under control. So, clearly, Rick Carlisle needs about 25 timeouts every game. But what <laughs> over-under might might you call? And, again, normally the earlier, the worse the situation might be. So, what, what, give me a good time, over-under time for that first Carlisle timeout tonight. Tonight? <laughs> I'm going to go into this one thinking optimistically. You know, the Sixers. Is that like my, hey, after Miles' second foul about two and a half minutes in, is that what you're going to say? Because well, that's well, normally what happens. I, I think the Atlanta game in which they had 40 assists playing without Tyrese Halliburton, if memory serves, we, we can go back and check. But I think they called one in 47 seconds. Like Atlanta scores, Pacers don't. Atlanta scores, timeout. And then maybe it was Utah. But there was two games in about a three-game stretch where there were timeouts called within the first minute and a half. And <laughs> the first time I saw one, I said, I don't know that I've seen one that, that fast. And then that Atlanta game, I saw it again. So it's uh, sometimes if you sense your guys aren't ready, I'd rather stop the game at 4-0 than 12-0. So Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana, 6-30 pregame coverage, 7-P tip time, Cambridge Fieldhouse. Second of this homestand against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, are we just going to see at the early stages straight up one-on-one deed? Do you think there's any plan defensively to handle Joel Embiid early differently than what they normally might? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know the answer. I don't know how having Pascal Siakam potentially changes what you can do. You saw some different defensive looks in that two-game series in Philadelphia in November. The first game, it was obviously the the Maxi show. He had 50 in that game, so you had to be a little careful how much helping off you did off of him. But, uh, you know, usually you go into a game and you want to be straight up and then you make the adjustments from there, but you have to be willing pretty quickly with the way Joel Embiid is playing to adjust. The big thing, as you mentioned in, in the question about the timeouts and then in asking about Jalen Smith is, Maybe you send some help just if, you know, for no other reason than to avoid Miles being on an island and then potentially getting into foul trouble because you really you can't go into this game if, if you don't have Jalen Smith without having some real depth at the five. Now, at the same time, we have seen against certain bigs, Obi Toppin has been able to provide some defensive presence. And, again, we don't know really Pascal Siakam's role in whether guarding a, a big like that. We know he can play – some small ball five. I don't know that you know he's the guy you want on Embiid, but he can provide some help. I think that that could make things a little bit better from a defensive perspective. But I will be watching the fouls. I just hope it's not one of those games where Embiid gets in a rhythm foul hunting and he can just yeah. Anytime someone has their hands on his waist, he just throws the ball up and he goes to the free throw line. That's not my favorite style of basketball, and I know. He's mastered it, so you should probably, I guess, give him some credit for how he's able to do it. But uh, if he can stay around 8 to 10 free throw attempts tonight, I think I'll take that and move on. Well, cheap fouls come with Embiid. And let's just face it, 
they shouldn't. I mean, he's way too big and strong to be hunting those cheap fouls, and he gets that cheap foul whistle uh, a lot, certainly, across the NBA landscape. But he's not going to be the only one. I mean, I also remember, you know, what, 50 from Tyrese Maxey. We look at the duo of Jamal Murray and, and Jokic the other night as, to me, being one of the best, if not the best, these two dudes, if they get into a two-man game type of situation, high ball screen situation, uh, as impossible, if not even more so, for anybody, including the Pacers, to defend. Yeah, well, that, that two-game series is still a little bit fresh in my mind. And so, in the day between games, when the Pacers lost the first one, Maxi scored 50, you knew the next game was that in-season tournament pool play game. You know, you can be a prisoner of the moment a little bit, and I didn't have a lot of optimism. And then all of a sudden, the Pacers did some things defensively. They were able to get out and run, and they made it hard on Joel Embiid. Why? Because they were running. He didn't want to get back on defense. That's not his style of play. And the Pacers took advantage of their strengths and made them a weakness for the Sixers. And, and in that game also, Maxie looked human. So I've seen him at his best. I've seen him – average or maybe even below average in that second game the Pacers won so it's you don't go into it automatically thinking at this point in his career that Maxie's just unstoppable because he is still a young player uh you just don't want to let him get into a rhythm that's the biggest thing with a guy like Maxie early on in that first game when he had 50 he had so much confidence he was also feeding off the crowd a little bit and he gets a lot of good looks just because of MB's presence on the court early on will tell a lot to me you know even in the Denver game just to go back to that one Pacers had a real good opportunity because a guy like Michael Porter Jr. was not in a rhythm. He was in a rhythm in Denver. Yep. He could could not hit anything on Tuesday night, and that gave you the confidence that even though Murray and Jokic were doing what they normally do, they didn't have that really good third option. Now, for the Sixers, Harris is a big question mark. He's uh, questionable with an illness. He's sort of that Michael Porter Jr. role for this team. If he's healthy and available – you can't leave him open either because he can get into one of those rhythms. So if uh, Tobias Harris isn't playing and you can figure out a way to keep Maxi from just getting all kinds of confidence, I think those are some keys for tonight's game. I um, it, it is tough to see right now. Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports Indiana, is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, live at the dugout. Again, Fletcher and uh, college NBA Jam game being played by our good friend Derek right now with a Michelob Ultra in the high score. Will win these pair of shoes here. I'll talk about coming up again in just a minute. But you you just look at this schedule, and especially without Halliburton. I, I, again, I, I mentioned that because you have to over and over again, but. It just doesn't look like there is a loophole in the losing. And that's what was so disappointing about the other night, because even without Halliburton, they put themselves in position and and didn't make shots and struggled to get late game stops. And they were in position to do that. And that's what's a little concerning about me tonight, because you it, it, this just avalanches on you. I mean, this losing rolls up on you, and if Philly comes out and kind of blows your doors off early, that would be a major concern of mine after what took place on on Monday. Yeah, I understand. Or Tuesday, I'm process. sorry, Tuesday. My bad. Yes. Right. Yeah, I understand that thought process, but at the same time, if you look at this team this season, when a good team has come into Gamebridge Fieldhouse. There are not too many that this group has not gotten up to play. Now, the, the Halliburton absence is an asterisk and a qualifier that you have to acknowledge. 
But if everyone else is pretty much ready, then you have to say this is one of the best benches in the NBA. This team has as much depth. You can't replace Tyrese Halliburton, but if you can get good games, above-average games from both Nemhard and McConnell, and the crowd can get behind this team, and, and they play with a little bit of desperation and urgency. Think about this. I, I've been in, I've been really impressed with just the demeanor that I've seen and, and in the conversations with Pascal Siakam. He hasn't tried to force things. He's been extremely positive. But you know that he doesn't want this to get to four to five, to get to Sunday where the Pacers have traded for him and then you know he loses his first five sure. games. So I, I do think in this next two-game set with Philadelphia and Phoenix, while both teams, uh, you know, it's some bad luck. You're playing both of them when they're pretty much at their best. I think the Sixers are at six in a row, and Phoenix might be at seven or eight in a row. I mean, they had a huge win last night in uh, Dallas, and they're fully healthy. So it's a little bit of a bad break of when you play these teams. However, you got to remember, this is a game at Gambridge Fieldhouse. This is a crowd that can get behind you. You've already won some big games against really good teams on multiple occasions here. So come out tonight, play with that sense of urgency, because the players feel the same thing that you feel, John. They see the three in a row and the five of six. And while they pay attention to the standings enough to know that while you were at fifth a week ago, now you're, you're, you're down to eighth. And a good week can get you back up into that five, six area, but a bad week then drops you down to nine or ten. So I do think that they're going to be really focused tonight. It's tough that you've got the Suns on short rest. But above the next two games, I do feel good about them getting at least one of them. All right. Go with the positivity of one <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson, the Ballot Sports Indiana. Right? Right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. And, and listen, I understand that there's still a lot of the season, but I still kind of reflect on you and I after the 6 o'clock hour last Friday – going crazy over all that, and then it just kind of blew up in our face, I think, a little bit. Hey, any expectation whatsoever in closing here of Tyrese Halliburton return? And I know they said three games, obviously includes tonight, then again tomorrow night against Frank Vogel's Phoenix Suns. Sunday, back again against Memphis at the Fieldhouse. You think it's going to be three games? You think it's going to be more? You got any expectation here riding along? I wish I did, John. I should probably ask uh, your friend Swebo to see if they have any insight because that's where the news was broken. I was a little surprised. Oh, I opinion, that pisses that me off too, man. I, I, I said the <laughs> other day, I, I told Kevin yesterday, I go, hey, can you tell Rick like to, to spread the wealth on the breaking news? When is he going to drop this? I mean, they didn't even go looking for it. He just like dropped it right in their lap. I mean, come on, man. I mean, 3 o'clock three o'clock guy gets jealous of this crap, man. Give him a little bit of something right here. But, yeah, no, you're absolutely what do you think right. About, what do you think about pregame guy? Even though I'm not in the breaking news business, uh, you know, on Tuesday, Rick started his pregame you know, media availability explaining that he had, you know, he said what he wanted to say on the radio show and there's really nothing else to say. And so that's pretty much all that's been out there. And, uh, you know, after practice yesterday when the reporters were let in, you did see him doing some of the shooting drills that he did on the road trip. So, that, to me, is a positive. I just – if you're at the game tonight or if you're watching, I'll be looking forward to seeing if he does, you know, the pregame shooting, you know, uh, routine that he didn't do for those first couple of games after the injury, didn't do it in Atlanta. And I think in Denver he was out there before the game doing not maybe the full routine but close to uh, what he would normally do if he was playing. So I guess I'll be watching that just to see if I can get any clues. But there's not – there's nothing else that's going to be said – 
prior to Saturday, unless he is available somewhere to talk about uh, the potential for tonight being named an all-star starter, which is a big night. I mean, it's uh, going to be announced on TNT tonight. We're, uh, you know, preparing for that news to come out at some point during the game or close to the beginning of the game. And there's a chance someone will get, you know, an opportunity to talk to him. We do not know if that will happen for us tonight or if or when it will. So, you know, we're just kind of waiting like everybody else, hoping for the best and, uh, you know, waiting for the next update. All right, then. We'll see what happens. It's Jeremiah Johnson, Belly Sports, Indiana. Tonight, 630. They began their coverage. You can watch that, obviously. We began our coverage at the same time right here on The Fan. JJ's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Always a pleasure. Yeah, next time, let's see if we can get James thinking a little bit and get your ass down here on a live remote and not on the phone here. All right? Get <laughs> yeah, James just, thinking just a little throw bit. Throw it out there as an option. It'd be tough for me to get from Greenwood back to the field house or uh, yeah. Carmel. But, but if you're downtown, there's, a, there's always an opportunity. And also tell Rick when you see him that I – because Rick hasn't been on my show at all, I have to go get Frank Vogel tomorrow on the show. Make sure you tell him that. You know, since Rick's not coming on the show, I'm going to go get Frank Vogel and put Frank Vogel on the show. However, Chad Buchanan is coming on on Monday. And bet your ass I'm going to make fun of what Magic Johnson tweeted about Chad Buchanan pulling off that deal and not mentioning Kevin Pritchard. I can't wait to do that. I hope he's ready well, for I it. I hope he's ready. Yeah. I'm sure he is ready for it. I don't know if Chad's on Twitter or tweets, but that would have been a perfect uh, reply from Chad to KP uh, on Twitter, don't you think? <laughs> you got it. All right, have a great broadcast tonight, JJ. Thank you. All right, thank you, John. Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports, Indiana. We're playing NBA Jam. High score gets the shoes. I'll explain on the other side. Dugout. Fletcher is Fletcher in college, southeast side, downtown, on your way to the Pacer game. This is the destination. Great food, ice-cold Michelob Ultra to drink as well. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Robbie Avila of the Sycamores, top of the hour, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Hey, Jenny! Don't! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Don't! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I got to thank you. NBA Jam is here. Our friends at Zinc, Michelob Ultra at the dugout, southeast side, Fletcher in college. We're playing NBA Jam. The high score gets the shoes. Well, the shoes are Nike Air. Courtside Michelob Ultra, white with blue and gold trim. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, it's a bad-looking shoe. It's an original shoe, too. In fact, I have a pair at home, and I was going to wear it, but it's so wet and dirty and cruddy outside today, I thought, you know what? I don't want to get any of this wet and dirt and crud on these shoes. So I did leave them at home, but they are awesome-looking. High score, high score on NBA Jam will get you those shoes, and then you will advance to the finals coming up in a couple of weeks at Brothers Downtown. You'll win NBA Jam, the arcade game, if you're the champion, and just a variety of concert tickets courtesy 
of Michelob Ultra. Hey, by the way, tomorrow, Tavern Tour Stop, 10th and Shadeland. It's Manly's Irish Mutt with Evan Williams, of course. The free samples are flowing. We've got new gear with me and Brent Holverson, Tavern Tour Stop shirts, and Suns head coach, the former Pacer coach, Frank Vogel, joins us in the 4 o'clock hour on the show tomorrow. Meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Pylon, you can tell by my excitement, my sycamores are rolling. 17-3, and 8-1 in the Mo Valley, all alone at the top by virtue of an OT loss. Drake on the road last night at Missouri State. Sycamores did survive at UIC 89-83. 26-11-6 for the sophomore Robbie Avalon. He joins us now via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from the Sycamores. Hey, Robbie, thank you for the time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You got it. That was a survival game last night, wasn't it? I mean, it shoot it well from three. I mean, normally much better, and you get a team in UIC that has been struggling this year. That looked to me like a survival type of performance from you guys. Yeah, no, we didn't really have our, our best game offensively, but we were still able to get it done. Credit to them. They played, you know, really well. They had some tough shots, and it was one of those games you just had to grind out all the way until the end. So, Robbie Avila joins us. What do you think about this team? You said the other day that your coach, Josh Schertz, lets everybody eat. And offensively, how is he able to do that with such a talented group that surrounds you? They run their, their offense, all their stuff through you. But how is everybody able to eat in this offense? Uh, coach Schertz is just a, a, a smart, smart guy when it comes to the X's and O's. And so he's able to put us all on the, the right spots. And it's you know, really just who, who has the hot hand today. And, you know, I think uh, to, to our team, we have no egos out here. So we're able to, you know, share the ball, you know, at an extremely high level. And so one day, Swope might go off for 30, like like yesterday, and I'll go for 26. But then there's other days where, you know, Jay Kent goes off for 20 and Ryan's going for 25. So I think it's just, you know, everybody on the team is just happy with each other when, when, we're, all, when we're all having successes. And just to continue to do that is, is amazing for us. Yeah, it's funny, too. I, I talked to your coach uh, about Isaiah Swope. You just brought him up, too. Uh, you guys got really an eyeball full of him a year ago. When, when you learned that he was going to join your program from the transfer portal, I would assume you knew the type of player you were getting since you saw him last year at Southern Indiana. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely happier. He's on our side of the ball uh, as a team than last year. Last year, he lit us up. So when, for us to get him this year was, was definitely a big uh, a positive for us. Um, you notice what's being said about you and your team, or is that something that you try not to? Uh, I definitely see it around. You know, I have a little bit of a presence on social media, so you know it's it's all over the place. You know, when we're winning, you know it's a uh, it's uh, a lot of positive stuff, which you know we appreciate the support from everybody. But we try to keep our heads, you know, level. You know, uh, we know that it's a, a a very long season, and so just to to continue to take it one game at a time is, is what we try to do as a team. It, is it difficult, Robbie, not to overindulge? Because to me, there are a couple of factors here. One, you're absolutely right, man. You don't want this thing to hit you over the head and you're feeling differently than you should in your focus for the next game. But on the other hand, it is, you know, you want to put – the program in its best light. You want to feed off the type of momentum going on in the program right now. That seems like a delicate balance to me, is it? Yeah, definitely. You know, we definitely, you know, uh, 
appreciate all the praise that we're getting and we're trying to, you know, continue to push that out, you know, to try and uh, get our, get our team, you know, the, as much as we can. But like you said, it's just kind of like a balance of, you know, uh, accepting the praise, but also, you know, staying humble and uh, continuing to just, you know, keep our heads down and working hard. Cause I feel like that's when we're at our best is when we're just, you know, worried about ourselves and not really the outside stuff. Robbie Avila joins us, the sophomore for Indiana State, over 16 and seven boards per game for the Sycamores. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, are you the uh, college version of Jokic? We saw him the other night, Tuesday night up here, Cambridge Fieldhouse. You're the college version? God, I've seen a lot of that out there. Do you think you resemble that type of collegiate praise right now, or do you just kind of find it funny? It's definitely a little bit of both. You know, I find it funny, you know, to be, you know, compared to him, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a huge compliment. Obviously, Jokic is one of the best in the league right now. So I do kind of model my game a little bit after him. And so to get those kind of comparisons right now is, you know, awesome. But uh, it, it, it does get a little, little, little laugh here and there. <laughs> do your teammates poke fun at you because of that, too? That's all they say now. The college Jokic, I get get stuff in my uh, in my uh, social media DMs, and so like I said I, I enjoy it. I definitely do enjoy it. Now you've also sparked a pretty decent look with the goggles right there. Have they already done it, or are they doing a promotion with the goggle stuff? Actually, it's this Saturday uh, against Bradley. We're doing another little goggle giveaway kind of thing, so it's coming up. Oh. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. You, I was at Indiana State in the early 90s. I love, and people probably have told you, I love, I love Terre Haute. So mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. You guys, with your goggles, you guys go out and beat the hell out of Bradley on Saturday. <laughs> I know Connor Hickman's coming back. He's a good player, by the way, from Bloomington yep, South, yep. who didn't play against you guys in that first win. Beat their ass on Saturday, and then you and Coach Graves go down to Ethan Crawford and, and take a picture in your goggles in front of the place where I lived, okay, when I went to college there. <laughs> Will you do that? It sounds like it sounds like a plan, man. We got to go ahead and get that done first. But me and me and Greg will definitely get that done for you after. And, and then try not to have somebody shoot you in the process, or shoot <laughs> at you in the process down there. Um, I I'm hoping that it's still there. Um, but I I don't know about you. I don't know what you thought of Indiana State and Terre Haute just beyond the basketball aspect when you signed. Obviously, you're from the Chicagoland areas where you, you grew up. What did you know about this program and Terre Haute? I love it. And I spend all my time here in Indianapolis on the radio in the afternoon. I tell everybody about how my experience was. I mean, I, I would not trade it for any other experience. It was that good. Are you getting out of this so far what you expected to get when you signed out of high school? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's really just uh... – Terre Haute's an interesting place, you know. It's not as fast as the big city and all that, but it's uh, it's definitely got a lot of motion going on around here. So I just I enjoy it, you know. There's you know unlimited food places, all that stuff in the community, and <laughs> the, the, so we yes. we get out around all the place over there and eat. But uh, the community support is amazing, you know. I don't think there's you know a community that you know shows as much as they do. You know they've been waiting for good basketball. You know obviously you got Bird. Bird is a big part of Terre Haute. You you know you say something bad about Bird, you might be disgraceful. You know so, but yeah. Uh, but yeah no. So I've I've really enjoyed here at Terre Haute, and so it's uh, it's definitely been everything that I, I've I've expected when I when I when I first committed. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, Robbie Avila joins us, the sophomore from Indiana State on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. There are times, and I'll try to explain exactly how you put it to people that don't know. 
and they'll kind of laugh a little bit and kind of joke. And I always said this. I always said, if you can't have fun at Indiana State and Terre Haute, that's on you. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. There's plenty to do. There's plenty of activities, and especially with you. Big-time basketball player having a great deal of success this year, you and your teammates. That's going to be fun as hell for you. But I always explain to them, man, it, it's on you if you can't find the fun because it is there. You kind of sometimes get a side-eye when you try to explain how great of a destination it has been, don't you, from those that don't know? Yeah, no, definitely. Everybody always says, you know, it's just, you know, terrible. There's nothing to do out there. But I don't think they really understand, you know, they they really haven't, you know, enjoyed it as much as us because, you know, we as a team, we get out here, we have a blast, you know, no matter what it is, you know, whether it is basketball and practice and games or, you know, in the season or even off the season when we're out here, you know, during the spring, we go golfing, we go to the movies. And so there's definitely, you know, everything you need out here to, you know, enjoy yourself. And so we kind of take advantage of it, you know, in any way possible. Hey, too, when you and Graves go down to Ethan Crawford, hey, go up to the attic of that old house and see if I left a bunch <laughs> of crap over there. I mean, I, I think I got – I may have some kind of karaoke machine up in there and a bunch of other crap. So you guys can, like, crawl up in the attic with your goggles on and, and look for it, too. Now, are they handing out goggles just like yours in front of that Bradley game Saturday? I think they'll be a little bit different. I don't know if they'll be exactly like mine, but they'll, they'll be kind of a, a closer replica. Have you uh, worn those – for all of your basketball playing existence? I, I usually switch them out, you know, a year or two after. I've had these since my senior year of high school, but they're starting to wear down a little bit. So I actually did have to order a new pair coming in. Uh, I think it was last week. So there, there, there will be a new pair of the Robbie goggles, you know, coming in here soon at the end of the season. Did <laughs> you say the Robbie goggles? I love that, dude. That's great. That's great. Now, now, were you ever when you first like rocked the goggles in high school? Were you skeptical about it? You go, hey, I don't know about this. Maybe I don't want this look. Was there ever a thought, or were you cool with it the entire time? Yeah. So I started wearing the goggles when I was in, I'd say, fifth grade uh, for sports only. So I started wearing that. I had glasses, you know, ever since I was young, and I kept breaking my glasses. And so I would like be messing around with my brother or fighting and, you know, and somebody ended up stepping on them and, you know, they would get broken. So my mom used to get mad at me because we used to have to buy, you know, so many glasses. So after one time, I think it was a eighth grade year. She said, you know what, you're stuck with them. And so I actually wore the goggles for like everyday glasses as well, because, you know, they're not going to break on me. And so I wore those all the way up to freshman year and I ended up getting glasses again. And so uh wore the goggles throughout high school. And I think it was my junior year. Uh, my mom wanted me to try contacts. So I, I went to go try contacts for a little while, but I could never really get them going. And my brother used to tell me, you know, no, no way you're going contacts. He said, you know, without the goggles, you're not even Robbie anymore. And so that kind of stuck with me a little bit. And, you know, it kind of just became me and, you know, who I am. And so we kind of used it as a little bit of a, a branding opportunity. Shout out to mom on that. Oh, what yeah. a great, great idea. Like there's a, a famous line in an old film that's much older than you called Major League, where they put they put those glasses on Charlie Sheen's character and and Lou Brown, the, the manager, said, you know, it doesn't matter how it looks, you know, seeing is the important thing. And then Wesley Snipes' right. character counters with, it's not that important. You probably got a little bit of that early. But, yeah, I mean, you're the one that's going to end up laughing about this. Because oh, this yeah. has become a big deal, especially in Paradise. Oh, yeah, no, it's, 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 I'm one with the goggles now. So, you know, like I said, shout out my mom and shout out my brother for making, making sure that I keep them. 
<laughs> Robbie Avila joins us at the Sycamores. Uh, so I, I'm with a uh, – there's a, a place called The Shop. It's a, a old-school – a vintage, if you will, T-shirt shop that's here in Indy and in Carmel, and I've got friends that run it that do that do gear for this show, and they yeah. are saying that we can get some Robbie Goggles T-shirts going. So we got we got to get that going at some point. Some Robbie Goggles T-shirts from the shop. They just they got to they got to get with you and get your okay. Now again, I want you playing basketball. All right, you got to keep the averages up. Keep kicking some ass here, but at some point when you got a little bit of downtime, we got to work some kind of T-shirt thing here in Central Indiana to get everybody embracing that Sycamore basketball program. Nah, definitely. I think that'd be a, a great opportunity. I, I have to, I have to find some time here for sure. I'll have, I'll have them send you an X or a tweet or whatever it is, and uh, and you can and get back with them. But again, seeing. And playing well is the important thing. Robbie Avila joins us. You get Bradley coming up. That's on Saturday night, 6 o'clock at the home and center. Back in December, you beat Bradley. Bradley's obviously one of the better teams in the Missouri Valley, which is really it's pretty hostile at the top of that league right now that you're playing in. They were without Connor Hickman from Bloomington South, who I think is their top scorer over 14 a game in that initial game up in Peoria, Illinois. How different are they with him, and what's your expectation on Saturday? Yeah, no, the first time we played them, they, uh, I think he, he he played for most of the first half and then got injured during that game. So, you know, I, I don't think he played at all in the second half. But uh, they're definitely a, a lot better of a team with them. You know, he brings a, a different dynamic for them, you know, being able to handle the ball and also, you know, score for them. And so I think they're, they're playing, obviously, since he's gotten back, they, you know, been on a, a great win streak. And so they're a really good team. And it's going to be tough to, you know, play them here in the Holman Center. But uh, I think the team's ready for it. You know, we step up to the challenge every single time. And so we just got to, you know, prepare our best to, to be able to go out there and play our best against them. I like Coach Shirts too much to put you in any bad spots. I don't want you to look ahead, but you do. Bradley and then on the road at Belmont, they're probably a little bit of salty how you treated them at the Holman Center a couple of weeks ago. And then you get Drake, and you guys are probably a little bit salty about how Drake treated you a couple of weeks ago. Is this by far the toughest stretch of the season for you guys, certainly in the Mo Valley, but maybe overall? Yeah, no, this is uh, definitely a brutal stretch. You know, we got three really, really, really good teams that, you know, that are competing for the Valley. And so uh, I think it's uh, important, like you said, to take one game at a time. But, uh, uh, definitely you can you can lose any game here in the Valley. And so if you're not ready for any one of them, you know, somebody will surprise you. And so just being prepared for every single one, you know, that's what we're going to try and do. I know, Robbie, that you had Indiana State and the crosshairs the entire time. So I'm going to ask you this question. I'm just kind of curious, who was, who was running second place on signing day or in your thoughts or where you wanted to play basketball when you were coming out of high school? I mean, obviously it was the, the clear favorite, was uh, Indiana State, but who was running second for you coming out of high school? Uh, my my bottom two came down between here and uh, UNI. Uh, they were definitely a, a, a big option for me, but uh, like you said, the the positive outweighed here at Indiana State, and I couldn't have been more wrong. So here here at Indiana State is you know uh, where where I love it. You know it's been a great two years, and I can't wait to continue on going here. Did uh, Coach Schertz tell you at the time that he had kind of visions of being able to play 
through you uh, as a big, especially, and I know obviously Swope came in this year. There's, you know, and, and, and Ryan came in this year from South Florida. But did he tell you maybe that's how he wanted to utilize you when you got here? Or was that still a relative unknown until you actually played here? No, that's that definitely was what his big uh, pitch was within recruitment. It was my uh, ability to kind of play right away and being able to be like the hub of the offense is what he calls it. And so uh, that definitely was, you know, a, a big reason of why I chose here. And so, and, and Schurz is gonna, one of those guys, he's one of those coaches that is going to, you know, give it to you straight. You know, he's not going to, you know, make up some things for you, but he'll keep it real with you. And so uh, that's what he kind of did with me was, you know, told me that uh, he saw me being, you know, the kind of focal point of the offense and allowing me to, you know, be able to play my game, but also to create and, you know, facilitate for the team. And so I think I'm doing an okay job of that right now, but, uh, you know, definitely bringing in Ryan and Swope, definitely bring a different dynamic to the team, you know, than last year. And they're elevating our team. And I think they're going to continue to, you know, get better within the system. And uh, I think it's only, only up from here. Robbie Avila, the sophomore of the Sycamores, ESPNU, it's Bradley and Indiana State. That is coming up on Saturday evening, 6 o'clock, by the way, too. And uh, the goggles, I think in some form or fashion, certainly will be handed out at what is going to be a sold-out home and center. Did you see them with the tickets and the lines earlier today over in Terre Haute? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, I saw a video out there on Twitter, and it it was a – it's amazing, man. Everybody was lined up out there to, to go get their tickets, and it just shows, you know, how excited the people are out here. You know, again, back to the support that they, you know, they show for us, and, you know, if they continue to come out and, you know, uh, show their support for us and get loud in the home center, you know, we're going to continue to do our best to keep piling up the wins for them. I know from, from Conwell to Swope, um, yeah, Kent, I mean, you're talking about guys that are they're really good and, and uh, Julian Larry as well. If there's one guy on this team that you think, you know what, this is a dude that we can't live more than a minute without, who, who would that be? And again, I'm not trying to dismiss anybody else and their level of importance, but I mean, who besides you, you running the offense through you, who is that important cog where you go, man, yeah, th- this guy is the reason why we run. Yeah, no, everybody obviously plays a part, but I think the, the, the you know, most of the, you know, I wouldn't say most important, but another big guy within our team is definitely uh, Xavier Blitzen. Uh, he, he's like kind of our six man kind of guy, you know, come in and play the wing, you know, play the guard positions, but also come in and play like a small ball five. And I think with, since because he's been with Shirts for six years, obviously he was there with LMU. Um, he really knows the system extremely well. You know, he knows it better than anybody else. And his his IQ within within basketball is just you know at such a high level that he's able to even when he's not playing, he's able to kind of be like a player coach and kind of help guys out there while they're playing. And so he's definitely, you know, a, a huge uh, part to our success. And he's going to continue to help us down the line. And, you know, whether it's on the court or even off the court, you know, helping coaching. And, you know, I think I think he's that guy that, you know, that we, we couldn't be here without him. So, Robbie Avila, the Sycamores, with us. Does uh, Coach Gray's ever uh, grab an old dusty VHS tape and put that in and show you guys his exploits on the floor in high school and in college? you ever do that? Yeah, he definitely does. He doesn't bring up the film. I don't think they had it for his time, but uh, but he definitely <laughs> does, you know, pop out a little bit in practice here and there. He'll shoot, shoot a couple of shots, maybe do, do a little post work. But, uh, no, nah, he, he, I don't think I don't think they had a film back then when Graves was playing. <laughs> we, uh, we are both uh, Greene County, Indiana originators right there. He yeah. of uh, White River Valley and Switch City and me of 
Eastern Green and Eastern Green, not too far from uh, Bloomington. So we, uh, and, and when I lived over there, I had like all, all the dorks from Green County where he is from. Like I lived with like five or six of them right there. I, I don't yep. even know how, like, I, I, Robbie, I'm honestly, I, I consider myself a graduate. I don't, I don't even know. Uh, hopefully I did. I didn't go through graduation. I think as soon as my advisor said, yeah, you made it. I just kind of left because I didn't want them to backpedal and say, no, nah, you know what? On second thought, you didn't. <laughs> so I don't even know. But I, I love what you guys are doing right now. It's 17 and three. And obviously at the top of the conference at eight and one. I know that you're just going to win all these games and, and not worry about how this works out. And obviously go to Arts Madness and win that too. That's your goal. But do you think that this, at the end of it all, this conference will be deserving of an at-large bid? Uh, it's definitely, you know, uh, I think it depends on, you know, how, how, you know, either us, Tariq or Bradley, you know, some of the guys at the top, you know, finish out their season. But um, I definitely think that this league is as competitive as almost any. And so uh, I think that, you know, it, it is possibly a, a two to three bid league, you know, Drake, us, Bradley, like I mentioned, you know, are really, really good teams, you know, and, and can, you know, can make a run down there in March. And so I think it would be amazing to see, you know, two, two, two teams make it out of here. And, you know, if it's just one, then, you know, one of them's got to go out there and make a run. And so uh, I think it's just exciting to see, you know, the success that uh, the NBC is having so far this year. No, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. You guys are an absolute blast to watch. Again, 17 and 3. And eight and one in the Missouri Valley, they got a big one against. And as Robbie mentioned, uh, Connor Hickman from Bloomington South played for J.R. Holmes. Didn't play in the second half of that initial game, which was a Sycamore win in Peoria. Get a return from Bradley coming up on Saturday, and then you go Belmont uh, on the road, and then back at home against Drake. A very important time. Robbie Goggles, we're thinking about those T-shirts here up in Indianapolis, and Robbie Avila joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Man, it's great to have you on the show. And, and people will tell you this. I don't get a chance to root for a lot because I, I need to keep this fair and balanced. But one thing that is allowed is for me to be able to to root and be proud of the product you guys are putting on the full over there. And, and job well done, man. Thanks for being exciting and bringing that air of excitement and fun to the basketball program. And by all means, keep this bad boy going, okay? All right. I appreciate you. We'll continue to do our thing and, you know, continue to support for us. You know, we love it. We'd appreciate it. We will uh, have you back on again and, and tell Coach Shirts and especially Coach Graves we said hello over there, okay? I got you. I'll, I'll let them know. Ethan Crawford, goggles to Ethan Crawford, and, and then go ahead and tweet me that at some point, that picture of you guys at Ethan Crawford after that Bradley went, okay? I'll get, I'll get Graves on it. I'll make sure he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All righty. Thank you. You have a good rest of your day. Robbie Avila right there, the sophomore of Indiana State with his Indy debut. Over 16 a game, over seven rebounds a game. If you've watched Indiana State's offense, it, it plays right through him. And whether he is you know, distributing, which he really can off the pass, he's got a keen passing eye or you know, shooting or backing in and, you know, the – the, the slow, they call them the slow kind of why moves, but so incredibly effective with a great touch. And, you know, he, and I talk about Swope and Conwell's from Pike, who's just had a fantastic season coming up from South Florida for them. It's interesting, too. Listen, they're going to have to win. 
you never count on from the the Mo Valley unless somebody runs the table, and still you don't count on it, them getting an at-large. So you're going to have to win at Arch Madness coming up in March over in St. Louis. But it has been a fantastic and, – and really, you look in a season – Right now, in a season in which the Power Fives are down, you just look at the Big Ten alone. It is down compared to where it normally is. But still, you got to go out and you got to win that conference tournament. But you got to win also where you are. And they got a tough stretch. Bradley, Belmont on the road in Nashville. And then Drake at home. And here's what I need from you. All right? Because I rarely do this. Just with the Reds, Eastern Green, the Fighting Laniacs, and with Indiana State. I need everybody around here to become Sycamore faithful. We need some Sycamore fans. I mean, everybody else, IU and Purdue, with reason, Butler, Ball State, everybody gets the love. We need everybody to embrace Sycamore fandom right here. Embrace Paradise. Let's all do this together. Have some fun with it. Good kid, programs rolling right now, and it is fun to watch. Robbie Avila, the Sycamores on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We are at the dugout. NBA jams being played. Michelob Alter brings us to you. Thanks to Nick and the gang and our friends at Zinc. The high score wins these great pair of shoes from Nike and Michelob Ultra. But that coming up to Mike Chappell on the 5 o'clock hour. Janet Jackson tickets to give away as well for June from Live Nation. Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We'll get back to the Pacers and the Sixers matchup later on tonight. That's coming up as well. Again, live with the dugout on a Thursday. Our location tomorrow, the guest list tomorrow. Your chance at Janet Jackson tickets and more as we're live from the dugout. Southeast side, Fletcher and Collins. Thank you, Derek, for coming out, my brother. Great to see you. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Shout out to Robbie Avila. Let's all be Sycamore fans. Can you join me? I, listen, you don't have to. I, I would like for you to stay, right? But you don't have to stay. But let's let's fall in love a little bit with some uh, some winning with the Sycamores. And, and when I brought this up to Robbie, this is incredibly difficult, and and certainly to a much higher degree. My friend Dusty May had to deal with this, and I mean a much higher degree. They went to the Final Four. But you are trying to, at the same time, you're winning games, playing well, keeping your guys focused, and in his case, fighting off every idiot that's calling his guys during the regional and trying to sell him on an NIL or sell them on, you know, some sort of NIL package. This is how much we get. I mean, there is so much garbage that goes into this. But the main focus is to make sure your team is playing to the best of its ability. And in the case of Indiana State right now, you've got a delicate balance of doing that and keeping your focus. And then also embracing those moments when when you're called upon from the media. And and believe me, I'm I'm just over here. I'm in Indy. 
and I always try to do that. Obviously, I go back with, with a great friend and Greg Lansing. He was the head coach there. Uh, we did that with the baseball program, you know, Mitch Hanna, and, and what they accomplished this past year, late spring, early summer, too. I, I always try to give as much of a helper to my alma mater as, as I can. But the balance that I'm talking about here is, you know, winning games, you know, staying focused for Bradley who's going to be trying to hunt them down on Saturday night over at the Holman Center and not get done in by, hey, you guys are great. Hey, you guys are 17-3. and three. Hey, you guys can get an at-large. I-, I can tell you right now, nobody in that conference getting an at-large. Nobody. Much as I love them, nobody's going to get an at-large. There's just no way. So you're going to have to not only battle right now, but you also help build the brand of your program right now. Now, again, the emphasis is all this works when you win. The, the problem that you have with a team like Indiana State, if you were to lose a game in the Mo Valley, again, like they've lost to Drake already, but then that kind of goes away for the moment. So you're going to want to keep this thing. It's, it is really tough. Like when I asked him the question about, you know, do you see, you know, this hype that you get, you know, the social media flat platforms, you know, comparing you to, to Jokic and calling you uh, the, the college Jokic or whatever, he's, you, know, you think it's funny, but you really can't pay that much attention to it. You want to concentrate on basketball, but, you know, some hopefully alma mater clown, some grad clown calls you from Indy here and says, hey, can you come on my show and spend 20 minutes with me talking about your goggles and your play and your teammates and going to work, you know, and all that. It's a lot going on. It's just, I know that it's tough everywhere, but for a school that is certainly trying to build its brand right now as well, it uh, magnifies the level of difficulty. I thought he was uh, really good on the show right there. Robbie Avila of Indiana State, the sophomore, over 16 a game, over seven rebounds a game, and if you missed any of it, podcast 1075thefan.com. Nah, seriously, he was he was really good. I enjoyed that a great deal. And I, I enjoy watching these guys play well. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Michigan State. Michigan State, that was that was a bummer. I mean, again, you could think a little bit more about it had you know they got a 22-point loss in their second game of the year against Alabama. That was tough. You got that loss at Michigan State going back to either late December, early January, whenever that was on the calendar again, uh, and a game that was hyped a little bit too. And then obviously they got that, that trip to Drake didn't go well for them as well. You know, last night was one of those games, one of those games you're playing UIC that's 8-12 and 1-8 and and in the conference. And they get a six-point win, but they trailed a lot of that game. That's, that's one that will stuff your momentum. And that's why I asked him at the beginning of the conversation that that's a survival game right there. A survival game when nothing's going on. You know, you're at the top of the conference. You get a team in UIC that's had a bad season to date, and they are loaded up for you. That was a tough survival type of game. Now you got three in a row against two very quality teams. Again, Bradley on the road to Belmont and at Drake. So if you go over there, uh, I think it's a sellout, by the way, on Saturday at the Holman Center. They're handing out the Robbie Goggles, <laughs> Robbie Avila. If you missed it at all, podcast1075thefan.com. That's the first time I've ever talked to him. That was really good.
Appreciate that. Mike Chappell's going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports, Indiana. A little bit earlier, yeah, you got a game not too far from where I sit right now. Seriously, if I walk out on Fletcher, I can look right up Fletcher and see Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, of course, the author of a 70-pointer earlier this week. And that matchup against the Pacers, who obviously with a losing streak, obviously with the injury to Halliburton, the disappointing finish the other night against Denver on that Tuesday night. Got a lot to play for. Got a lot riding on this, but you just need a win. It's like last night when I'm talking about the Sycamores, you just got to win this game and get the hell out of Dodge. The Pacers just need a win of any kind no matter the circumstances. I'm not going to cliche it up or stop the bleeding or anything like that. That's what you got to have from the Pacers coming up later on tonight. Because one of these things where, you know what, they kept it close, but they play without Halliburton. And I know that there's still a large part of the season to go. But you just need a win. You got to practice in yesterday with Pascal Siakam for the first time. We'll see if that helped. And I, I talked to JJ about... Do you think that maybe they handle things in Embiid a little bit differently defensively than what they had prior? Because my vision is like this, and as much as I, I support Miles, and maybe to an even higher degree, I try to knock down some of the, the BS and misconceptions from people that don't know squat about basketball that decide to unfortunately send me messages via social media about stuff they have no idea what they're talking about. So that's, that's really my battle. There's no battle of constant support. There is just a battle in fairness, being just and fair in your analysis. But the one thing you can't deny Normally with Embiid, not only does he work miles, not only does that happen, but he gets miles in foul trouble in about the first two minutes of every game. And I thought Jeremiah Johnson was right when he said, you know, Embiid goes foul hunting. He does. Put the body on you. You know, he'll do a rip through on you. If your arm's out, he'll do any of that crap. And normally, as Mike Wells would say from Beverly Hills Cop, normally Miles in those situations falls for that banana in the tailpipe. So you kind of wonder if maybe they do a little bit of something different defensively later on tonight and how they handle Embiid. And I know everybody's worried about, you know, the, the offensive output. And listen, he's going to put up big numbers because he does against everybody. He's going to put up a big number tonight. It's probably going to be a 40. But you have to make sure that you hold others down. He can't go for 40 and then Maxi go for 35. Or he can't go for 40. Or if Tobias Harris is playing, he can't go for 30. It, it, again, it is about Embiid, but it is also a lot about the others around him. And make sure these guys don't stomp you out. That's about tonight. Yeah, normally over-under on that first Carlisle timeout, over-under on Miles with two fouls. That has been prevalent in this Embiid era. Love not to see that happen coming up later on tonight. We shall see. 6.30 coverage begins right here. You get the Sixers and the Pacers. Of course, Jeremiah Johnson a little bit earlier. And we'll talk to Mike Chappell, a variety of Colts conversation items coming up here 
in the 5 o'clock hour. I mentioned the dugout NBA Jam right now. NBA Jam, the arcade game, is actually here. We're playing it. High scores going to win a pair of incredibly awesome shoes. Nike Air courtside Michelob Ultra shoes to the high score. And the high score will advance to the finals. The finals coming up in a couple of weeks at the downtown location of Brothers where that high score winner will receive, will get the NBA Jam video game, the stand-up video game of their own. And also just a, a variety of battery, if you will, of incredibly up-close concert tickets courtesy of Michelob Ultra. So thanks to Michelob Ultra, our friends at Zinc, the second one of these stops. We got another one coming up next week. We are at the dugout on Fletcher. Fletcher and College on the southeast side of downtown. So if you're on your way, for example, if you're on your way to downtown, this is the place to go before you take off and check out at Cambridge Fieldhouse, the Sixers and the Pacers. Shout out to Sean Gallagher. Sean Gallagher came over here a moment ago and had mentioned he went to Shelbyville High School and had mentioned, I think, the 1986 Shelbyville Golden Bears Final Four team led by one. You guys remember this name? Julius Denton, who was a badass high school player back then. And I believe... And anybody out there from Shelbyville right now can can verify this for me or tell me I'm wrong. I think John Heaton. John Heaton was the head coach. John Heaton, I want to say, originally was from where I'm from in Greene County. Also spent time in Madison. I believe was the coach at Silver Creek for a moment or two. Just a, a, one of the better high school coaches ever, certainly in southern Indiana. But uh, Sean Gallagher stopping by with his CYO team today. They're playing some NBA Jam, and he's telling me about the days in Shelbyville. So those in Shelby County, a little bit of love for you right there from Sean, a listener to the show. All right, quick break, and we shall return. If you guys want to jump on board about anything we've talked about, 239-1070 is that number. I have yet to bring up Jim Harbaugh. Of course, yesterday after we left the air, Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Uh, as everybody would think. Now, there's always going to be a shelf life. There are a lot of coaches that have a shelf life or a very short shelf life. But he's going to have a shelf life. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to win with Justin Herbert and that team sooner rather than later. That's exactly what is going to happen. Like, that is perfect for him. I mean, regardless, we make fun of the Chargers and now nobody goes. The one thing that we know in Southern California, and even saw that with the Rams. I mean, you may not go. You may not go when they are down, but nobody jumps on a bandwagon like they do in Southern California. So all it's going to take is Jim Harbaugh. You know, they have skill position players. They have at the important positions in the NFL. You know, whether you're talking about quarterback, you know, wide receiver, secondary, edge rusher, they have those important positions covered. Now they got the guy to take them to the next level. And you watch, he will do that in quick fashion. Jim Harbaugh, as of yesterday, the new head coach 
of the Chargers. They got a head coach now in Carolina. We'll talk about that coming up as well. And Mike Chappell is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Janet Jackson tickets her show in June coming up at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Nellie opens Janet Jackson tickets when you hear a Janet Jackson reentry coming up here a little bit later on. And this show tomorrow, it's a tavern tour stop with Evan Williams. New tavern tour stop. 2024 gear at Manley's Irish Mutt. 10th and Shadeland. Me, Brent Halverson tomorrow. Bob Lovell per usual. Don Fisher on the show tomorrow. And for the first time, I've calculated this. For the first time since May the 4th, 2012. And you can look this up if you're a fan of the band. And I am. I'm a huge fan of the Beastie Boys. Anybody else? I know Damon, big fan of the Beastie Boys. That was the day when MCA passed away. Right? I want to say May 4th. And and Damon can tell you right now, I'm not looking at anything. This is off the top of my head. May the 4th, 2012. And the connection here is, that was the last time Frank Vogel was on my show. He came on, and obviously he grew up as a big fan of the Beastie Boys even before they broke. Uh, you could talk about them. They broke from the album and the film Crush Groove, and then obviously with License to Ill, just blew it up. But we talked about that. That was the last time Frank Vogel was on this show, May the 4th, 2012. Frank Vogel makes his return to the show coming up tomorrow in the 4 o'clock hour, of course, bringing the Suns in. They went last night in Dallas at the day off. I'm assuming they're kind of chilling at the Conrad right now in preparation for the Pacers coming up tomorrow night. Frank Vogel, who still has a home here. Frank Vogel, who speaks volumes about how much he loves it here. Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, joins us. That is coming up tomorrow. Again, live at Manless Irish Mutt Tavern Tour Stop for you begins at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Hope to see you there at 10th and Shadeland. Live at the dugout right now. NBA Jam is being played. Somebody's going to win those shoes. Michelob Ultra, the dugout. Our friends from Zinc and NBA Jam bring us to you on this Thursday. Hope to see you here. Pride of the Pacer game. It's 93-5107. The fam. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? It should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back to the dugout. Thank you to NBA Jam, Michelob Ultra, our friends at Zinc. Nick here at the dugout as well. We're playing NBA Jam. I'll tell you more about that in a second. Raheem Morris is the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That news just broke. All right, right now, get inside the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live. I want you to see this. So when George McGinnis passed away recently, I had said one of my favorite all-time posters. And I believe, Damon, this is a Sports Illustrated poster, right? Or is it? Or is it? Forget what it is. Anyway, one of my all-time favorite posters, yeah, was, was this. And you can see it right now. I couldn't find it anywhere. And then friend of the show here on The Fan and friend of the JMV Takeover, Damon, that's Damon Dobbs, 
found this from a gentleman in Colorado. And this is the poster that I was talking about. George McGinnis at the old Market Square Arena. No, actually, I think he's on the road here. I'm sorry, blue uniform, so they're on the road. That's not MSA. It looks like, I can't really zero in on it right now, but that looks like maybe Gene Shue, the former NBA coach, standing there in the background. But this is an original Big Mac poster. I think the Sports Illustrated one had him as George McGinnis, and that may have been in a Sixers uniform. But this is in a Pacers road uniform, and up in the right-hand corner, it has Big Mac. This is going in a frame right here. Converse, yes. It's, the, it's a Converse All-Star poster. And it's George McGinnis, the late, great George McGinnis and Big Mac. I have been looking for this forever. And thank you to Damon Dobbs for tracking this down. This is awesome, and this is going in a frame right here. Big Mac, here it is. I was trying to explain it, and I really couldn't find it online, and then Damon evidently found it, again, from a dude that sold it to him in Colorado. So, again, RIP to the great George McGinnis, and if you're watching via the AAA Membership Lounge on YouTube Live, uh, this is the Big Mac poster that I was talking about. And thank you to Damon Dobbs, who's just a great friend. Not just a friend of the show, but a great friend. This is what we all do with this show right here. All become friends. Damon, thank you very much. Not just for this show, for the JMV Takeover. That is absolutely awesome. Going in a frame right there. Quick break. We shall return. NBA Jam. We're playing high score against the shoes. Nike Air courtside. Shoes courtesy of Michelob Ultra, and they are original. I mean, you got like one of one, one of two. I mean, really, not too many exist, and you guys can win it here with the high score and then advance to the finals. More of that, the dugout, Fletcher and College, southeast side of downtown. More on the Sixers and the Pacers coming up. If you missed it, Robbie Avila of the Sycamores a moment ago. He was really good. Indiana State Bradley Saturday evening over at the Holman Center. That game is sold out. And a little bit earlier today, too, Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana. Up next, Mike Chappell, CBS 4 and Fox 59. Some Colts and NFL conversation forthcoming. Don't go anywhere. Keep it right here. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We are at the dugout today. NBA Jam and Michelob Ultra. The second of a handful of stops we'll make with a high score. Playing NBA Jam, the classic 90s version of NBA Jam. Gets the Nike Air shoes that are custom made for you. And then advances to the finals coming up in a couple of weeks. Finals will be downtown at Brothers. 
And then you can win the arcade game, which we're playing right here of NBA Jam, and really a variety of incredible tickets to concerts. Uh, up close and personal. Again, thanks to Michelob Alter and our friends at Zinc, who are all here as well as always. You know how much we love them. We got a lot of people playing NBA Jam right now here. And by the way, shout out to Nick. Nick is the owner as well here of the dugout. Is always a good dude, a Center Grove guy. JMV, when's Laney have a game? I think Laney's getting ready to play when, okay, you're asking me when Laney has a game again? I think at Perry. They play tonight. So, yeah, they're going to Perry Township. <laughs> Their lane is there. Yeah, I, will not, I probably will not be there. I, I wonder, I think maybe Monday night, the eye-gouging first half I had to sit through, I, I may have had my fill of it this week. I don't know if I'm going to make it. We'll just see. Not too far away, though, from where I am right now. So, thank you for asking. By the way, Mike. Put this up here, too. Uh, this is from uh, Mike of Irvington Picture Frame Company. I offer our services for all of your framing needs. RD, and by the way, if RD vouches for somebody, if RD vouches, by the way, RD is on cloud nine right now. If RD vouches for somebody, I can go with that. Longtime listener of Irvington Picture Frame. I'll tell you what we'll also do, Mike, since you sent this. We'll get that Big Mac poster that I just showed you, an original Big Mac Converse poster for the late, great George McGinnis that Damon so kindly found online and gave it to us. We'll frame that, and then somehow, someway, I'll get a picture of Sweebo, Redbeard, in the morning, Andy Sweeney. We'll get a picture of his, and it'll have to be in a hat because neither he or Bowen ever wash. They just kind of, like, roll in with their hats on every morning so we'll get a picture of Redbeard and we'll frame that up inside the fan studios so how about that little little maybe two for one Mike right there we'll do Big Mac and the Converse poster old school in a frame and then Sweebo with the red beard and a picture frame we'll hang that in the uh, the studios at the fan thank you very much Mike for that and thank you Damon for the Big Mac poster that's awesome NBA Jam continues to be played Robbie Avila who is having an outstanding year, as are the Sycamores of Indiana State. He joined us a little bit earlier for a Sycamore alma mater love. If you missed any of it, 107.5thefan.com. That's a podcast. And Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana, a little bit earlier. You get the Sixers and the Pacers tonight. We'll see how my uh, X and or Twitter account goes. Uh, you can tell, right, a, a couple of, of miles fouls in the first two minutes. It's doomed. Um, 40 plus is going to be doomed. I'm just trying to prepare you. Joel Embiid will go for 40 plus against anybody. But yes, I am preparing for a busy night on the old X slash Twitter account. Prepared for it. All right. Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. He also monitors his own X slash Twitter account and sometimes... It gets a little bit salty as well. CBS 4 and Fox 59, Mike Chappell joins us. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? You ever just sit back during a Pacer game when, when Miles doesn't do everything right or a Pacer game and Miles is struggling a little bit and just admire my Twitter account and just, like, watch it flow, watch what is said on it? It does become a little bit entertaining, does it not? He, he's, he's just a polarizing 
player, probably in large part because of, of the max salary and all that stuff. And I, it's funny, I, I, I've compared probably wrongly, but so what? Michael Pittman to Miles Turner because Pittman's really, really good. He really is, and so is Turner. But you want you want more. You want something else. You want more. And, and with Pittman, I want. I want that downfield turn. I want. I want that. You know. I don't. I don't want. I don't want ten point six yards to catch. I want thirteen. But that doesn't change the fact he's pretty good. I still haven't bought into Miles Turner shooting threes. I, I'm. I'm not there yet. I, I know he's probably thirty five, forty percent shooting, but I'm not quite there yet. But this is never one of those good uh, matchups. And I, if I were a betting man, and the over under is forty tonight. I'm going over because that's what Embiid does. But uh, no, it, it's Turner's. It, he's just a polarizing player because all the really, really good things he does, you want something else or something more. But he's pretty good. Here, you mentioned. So is that your comparison? You said polarizing. I, I think, like you know me, I'm, I'm going to be. Fair as hell every time. So I'll give you a great example. It's Denver on Tuesday night. I got all the, you know, Miles fell asleep. Miles didn't play D. This is what Miles right. does. And that was fouled up, but that wasn't on Miles. And you can tell that wasn't on Miles. The whole system there at the end and what they were doing in rotation was fouled up. What I got on Miles about is because in a situation without Tyrese Halliburton, You've got two good looks from three. I mean, one especially splendid right. look straight on from three. You've got to knock it down. So, fairly, I was critical about that. But I always swoop in on what is just unfair and unjust to him in a lot of this criticism around here. So, who's comparable to that? You've been around here forever. Who is always going to get the blame and ever – seriously, he has a good game. I never see anybody – to me, giving him credit. Who gets all the blame and well, none of the credit question. around here? That's a, that, that's a good question. I'd have to think about that. No, but that, that's right. And that's why I say polarizing. And I don't mean polarizing on Pittman. I'm just saying he's a guy that's really good, but you want another phase to his game. But, boy, that's a good idea where you get all the blame and none of the credit. I, that, that's a hey, good, I, I'll give you one. Point. I got one right here. Are you ready? Okay. Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell got yeah, every boy. ounce of blame and never a bit of credit. And he, and, he, and I still contend he was a uh, recovered onside kicker from from winning a Super Bowl as a rookie. Uh, and and if, if you could if you could re, if you could do a mulligan and redo it, uh, they might have finished unbeaten that year. Uh, because yeah. we know how yeah. we know how they 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 folded tents and and. Walked away from an unbeaten, an unbeaten possibility. But no, that's a good point because it, it was what he did was well, you know, it was Tony's team, and and you know, Polian's making all the calls, and oh, by the way, Peyton and all these guys, and Caldwell was pretty good. He was pretty good. Now he might have been better as a coordinator, uh, uh, although actually, I'm not going to say that because he, he he had really good success in Detroit as well. So I'm not I'm not going to dismiss him like that. But you're right. He he got very little credit for the level of what you know. Step in, step into that 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 situation. 
with, with you know replacing Tony and, and all this and taking over a team that was absolutely loaded, and it took one or two things to go wrong to not have that special year. But uh, you know, I, I've talked to Dwight Freeney recently, and remember he he, he basically trashed his, his ankle in the AFC Championship game to where he played the first half he was okay. And second half, he couldn't play. So it was all that stuff that played into it. Caldwell, of all of so many guys, you're right. He just never – it was like, yeah, but – no, no, he was pretty good. And he doesn't get his due for it. He um, he got in that, that deer in the headlights timeout Jets playoff game. That that moment absolutely ate him alive. Right. And, and you know, you shouldn't be defined by – by one moment, <laughs> unless you're Colt Anderson and Griff Whalen, which will be forever. <laughs> so, so it does happen. But no, as far as you're right. But I bet you can find a lot of coaches, quality coaches, who had that one moment they want to have back. But yeah, it, but still, I, I thought the, the the grand scale. He was really good at what he did, and you know, he just happened to be on. It was his watch when when Peyton's neck exploded. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's too bad, but I, I'll i give you credit. That, that's one that yeah. whenever they won, well, yeah, yeah, of course you won with those guys. And whenever they lost it, well, way to go, Jim. You really screwed that up. Yeah, I mean, and, and the team president pulled the plug, as you mentioned earlier, on the potential unbeaten season. And, go back, you know, kind of. Yeah. Go, go back and look at the sideline and the look on the faces of, Peyton and Jeff Saturday and all those yeah. guys, and that'll tell you what they wanted to do. Now, I, I, going back then, I was I was one of those on board with easing up, and the unbeaten season wasn't had to be secondary to the Super Bowl. And but but you know, you, you talk to those players, and ninety percent, if not all of them, knew that when you've got a chance to chase history. Uh, you know that's what you want to do, and and but no, I yeah, Caldwell took the brunt of that, which I'm guessing really it wasn't his, wasn't his ultimate call at all. So Mike Chapel of CBS Four and, and Fox Fifty Nine, I know you're in on you know the Hall of Fame situation. I want to get to that regarding Freedy and Reggie in just a minute. Are you privy to this this latest report a little bit earlier regarding Jim Irsay and the nine one one call from his home? We at the start, I was we did our podcast today and we were just shooting around sitting around and shooting the bowl. We, we we have we had have have it, and they decided not to run it just for a lot of reasons. And uh, so I and I, I I totally respect our our boss's reasons for not doing it, uh, but I, I've listened to it and you know it it adds the, the the level that it's Pete Ward making making the call and all this so. But uh, yeah, and our, our our news side at Fox 59 and CBS 4, those guys are quality. quality they're really good at what they did. They they had the uh, uh, the December 8th documents from the police department as soon as as soon as if not sooner than TMZ did it. But they just had to do some research and and back things up. And they want you know TMZ doesn't really they're really good TMZ. They don't worry too much about making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, and that's that's what we do uh, at the station. And if you're a good station, that's what you do. So, but yeah, I heard that, and 
we decided not to run it. And, you know, it's, it's just another layer of, of a very bad situation that I hope ends up much better. Well, it, it, it's a, the tale of two situations here. I mean, one, you know, in, in this particular report, and, and I may ask you to do something, and, and if you're uncomfortable, I completely understand, but I, I'm kind of curious your opinion on this. Which, which side of this do you believe? Do you believe the one with the, you know, congestive heart failure, or do you believe um, the blue to the touch administered Narcan TMZ one? Which, which which one would you believe? Uh, well, the, the T, again, the TMZ report is is the, the actual police. I mean, event right. report. So, and I've got a copy of it, and that's from the officer. They're they're the ones that on site use the word you know incident. It says overdose. So no, I believe I believe the 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 the, the reports from the documents. And, and Pete didn't have that information, you know. So so he was, and he wasn't on site when he made the call. He was driving right. Ursay's home. So no, the, the 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 information that I believe is, is what was written by the police officer in the incident report, who got there and found him unresponsive and blue and cold to the touch, and they had to do the Narcan and all that. So I believe all of that, and whatever Pete was talking about at the time was in real time, and and he was going with the information that whatever he had, but he didn't have the, the, the he wasn't on site. He wasn't the medics or the police doing that. So I, no, I, I totally believe the uh, the incident report from the Karma Police. <clears throat> so Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine is with us. So, yeah, obviously we're we're talking about the nine one one call, and and that was from Pete Ward, um, and it mentioned what congestive heart failure. Is that what he had mentioned? That's, in that's that what call? he said. Because they asked what was the, I think what was the reason for the nine one one call? Well, this some we have someone unresponsive, and I think he said I believe it's congestive heart failure or whatever. And you know that that's got to be what Pete the information Pete had at the time. So you know I it, it doesn't make either one of them wrong. Well, again I, I I'm not saying even remotely that the police report is wrong. I'm just saying that that Pete was going with the information he had. So in, in that regard, in in real time, both both. We're, we're, we're giving information that they that they believed. So yeah, it, it's. Um, but I, I, I 100% believe the uh, the overdose angle. I just do. Mike, where um, where are you regarding present condition of Jim Mercy beyond you know a couple of different releases? One one release just kind of the latest solidified the original release from the Colts. Because I, I felt this way. I talked to Greg Doyle about this last week on the show, about the same time last week on the show about this. I, I mean, I, I'm incredibly worried. You still remain in, in that frame of mind with a high level of worry because we simply have heard nothing from him? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried to the point because, because we haven't gotten any updates. I, I don't anticipate an update. I mean, it, it, it is a private situation, although <laughs> when it's the, the, the owner of a $4 billion franchise and, you know, I, I thought Bob Kravitz had a, had an excellent column on his, his sub stack. I mean, this is, this isn't just, this is beyond family privacy because, because of everything involved. Yeah. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I talking with our people today. I mean, we, we get tips all the time, all the time. Yeah. And 
we don't we don't go with them because they're tips and and you've got to confirm things and this this is virtually impossible to confirm anything you know because it is a family situation and and unless you get a you know someone who's going to violate HIPAA at a hospital which then you're talking about their job uh, it, it's going to be it's going to remain private I'm concerned I, I'm going to be concerned until we get a, a, a some some kind of announcement from the team that he he's he's he, he's better he's out of the hospital he he's hey he's got a long road back and all this but until I hear that you've got to be concerned you know I, we just we both know Jim's history we we both know the demons he's he's struggled with and you know go back to the the HBO interview where he said, yeah, I've been in rehab 15 times. Well, yeah, it's, that's like the old thing about, you know, what's so hard about quit smoking? I've done it 15 times. Well, that, that tells you that it's a hard thing to do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. And hopefully sometime at some, well, at some point get, the family's going to have to, going to have to, at some point I would think the family would address the, the 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 who who is who's who gosh who's running the team uh you know i i'm guessing that carly she's the one that's really really heavily involved in the nets and bolts running of the team she's her, her dad is, has exposed her to a lot of this she's she's at owners meetings she's you know she's the one on the sidelines at games you know with the headset and things and listening and she's sort of learning like her dad did early on, the nuts and bolts, and 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 you know, I'm sure she's not picking up jock straps like her dad did, but that's how you learn these things. But at it, 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 some point, I would think it would behoove the team to let its fan base in the city, you know, this is a public-private partnership. In in in. In that, hey, listen, we got some family things going on here, but but we have things under control, which they do. They they've, you know, initially when you know, like in '14 when Jim was suspended, not Carly Carly ran things, her and Ryan Gregson, and of course Pete Ward. And when you have the family dynamics that they have with the demons that Jimmy has, and and the fact that it's a again, it's it's a four billion four billion plus operation and uh you you have you have contingency plans you just do i i remember talking to jimmy many times and in his office and we're talking and he taps one of the drawers on his desk and he said yeah I have, i've got a list of general manager and head coaching candidates because you never know you have to you all, you always have to to have some kind of plans just in case uh, and, and I'm sure this their their family has has had things planned out as much as you can, just in case of this, that, and the other. You have to. Uh, and, and so I'm for however long it's been, and he's been out of the picture. You know the daily operations. I'm sure Carly's doing this, and I'm sure Caitlin's doing this, and I'm sure Casey's doing this. Because you have to. That, that's what you do. And and how how it goes forward, I don't know. It'll obviously depend on when Jimmy gets back to where he can do things. But this, this these are smart people. They have smart attorneys, and, and they have they have 
I guess, again, planned for, for, for not pleasant situations. And, and so, but I, I think at some point it, it would behoove the team and the family to say, we, we appreciate your, your concerns and, and your thoughts and prayers and all this, you know, he, he, he's on the mend and, and this is what we're doing. This is, this is how we're, we're carrying on this operation that, you know, life goes on, you know, and he wasn't referring to this. I was remember back in training camp where it came out so wrong, where with Jonathan Taylor, if I'm not here tomorrow, and if Jonathan Taylor's not here tomorrow, the league goes on, What things go on. They have to go on. And I, there's not a part of me that doesn't believe that they haven't planned steps to how you move on from what it, for whatever reason, for whatever reason. Uh, so, but, but at some point, I would hope the family would do that. Whenever, whenever it's the right time, I, I, who knows when it's the right time. Right now, you know, outside of uh, of league responsibilities, I'm not sure what there is that an owner would do. This is sort of th- this is more the Chris Ballard, Ed Dodds, personnel people. You know, in 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 evaluating the roster and looking at free agency and who do we want to resign? You now, when it gets time to to resigning, Michael Pittman, Kenny Moore, whomever, Grover Stewart. Well, then then, then you get the people who who sign the checks involved more. But but right now, initially, th- th- this is more the 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 people that Jim Mercy put in place to run things because that's what you put in. I remember one time he told me, he said, when you get to be an owner, he said, you put people in place and you let them do their job for the most part. <laughs> he, he's done that, you know, with a few times that real documented where he, where he stepped in and said, no, we're going to do it this way. But, uh, but again, I think right now it's a, it's a point of running the upper of, of the franchise that the owner isn't quite as, as involved with, with, with this aspect of the team. Now he's got, stuff to do when he's got other businesses and he's got charities and foundations and, but they've got people in place for all of that. So again, I, the, the bottom line is you, you just send out good thoughts and you hope that, that this is another one of those bumps in the road that he, that he clears and he, and he gets back to being the quirky owner who does good things. Mike Chapel of CBS four and Fox 59 is on the Andy Moore automotive crew hotline. Do you think this is going to be Carly's team to run now and into the future? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I just do. I, I, I think that they we've sort of seen how they've they've divvied up responsibilities. I guess, for lack of a better word, I, I thought it was noteworthy that back in 2012 they added the daughters as owners, vice chairs, and owners. Uh, that's got, that's got to have some, there's got, there's a reason for that, whether it was for the worst case scenario, whether it was whatever, you know, for, for a succession plan, uh, they did that for a reason. And these daughters are listed as owners for a reason. You know, it's still, it's still Jim's, whatever he is, chairman and grand poopal and all that, whatever it is. But to me, it's significant that they took the step of making the daughters uh, owners. But yeah, I, I think that's what I say. I, I, I just think that at some level with Jim, they sat down and said, okay, this is how, this is how I see this thing moving forward. This is a family business. This, this is, 
he is so protective of the, fa- of, you know, the, uh, yes, of the shield for the league, but but of the family business. It, I remember he, he, t- he, like with Bill Polini, he said, you know, I, I put Bill in place and I told him that, you know, it's his team to run as long as he doesn't put my, my, my brand, my family's business at risk, either with an action or, or whatever. Uh, he's very, th- th- this means a lot to him. It, it, it means, you know, it's, it's family first and all that, but the, the, the franchise is right there. But I, that's what I say. I just, these are smart people. They have, with Chris Ballard in the loop at at some level, I, I, at a high level, but I just, I believed in my heart that they, they have made these arrangements to where, you know, one day it's this and one day it's this. And you're ready for plan B. You're ready for the second this. So yeah, I, I but it, it, all indications are that Carly would be the would be the point person because because that's kind of what we've seen from her, uh, and and we've seen the other daughters in different areas. But I this is this isn't going to be one person making a call. I mean, there, it's three of them, and and like I say, it, it's much better to have it this way than to have siblings uh, who who don't get along and then when something happens then 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 you got then it hits the fan maybe i don't think that's going to be the case here i think again i think i think they're they've been in agreement including including with jim i i think they put things in place and i think it's to, to allow things to run as seamlessly as possible regardless of what might happen hey mike one final quick thing Regarding Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney, either get a breakthrough into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, I hate to lie on your on the air. Uh, <laughs> I I am sworn to secrecy. I know. Yeah. Uh, we had our meeting. I know. And you don't it, sound excited. Well, no, I'm trying to not sound either way. Uh, okay. So, so uh, it's one of those. It, it'll be announced February eighth, I think it is, and and there, there's no way for me to to say anything without without putting my job as a selector at risk. And I really like you, but not to the <laughs> point that I'm going to lose my job at the Hall of Fame. So I'll just say that <laughs> that you're going to have to. People are going to have to kind of wait and see and and see where this goes. It is that's Mike Chappell of CBS. Flat lying to you. <laughs> it's, that's okay. I, I, we we kind of needed that touch at the end because yep. uh, the the Ursay aspect of it uh, is um, is tough. It is I just, really I just ask people. Really just ask people to keep Jim and the family in their thoughts, and and he's been through tough times before. I mean, we know that, and and he he's a. He's a stubborn son of a bitch. He really is. So ho- hopefully he'll, you know, he'll rally from this. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and 559 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pileline. Always a pleasure, buddy. We'll catch up again coming up next Thursday, Mike. Thank you. Always look forward to it. Thanks. Be well. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59, the dugout on Fletcher and College on the southeast side of downtown. NBA Jam being played. High score wins the shoes. Nike Air, courtside. And these are originals to Michelob Ultra while we're here. We have gear to give away as well. 
On your way to the Pacers-Sixers game, this is your stop. By the way, too, shout out to my friends at Zinc. There's Jim right there, brother. Thank you. Always awesome, our friends at Zinc. Michelob Ultra is here. Thank you, Nick, at the dugout as well. On the road tomorrow, Eastsiders were coming at you. Me, Brent Halverson, 10th and Shadeland, Manley's Irish Mutt. That's an Evan Williams Tavern tour stop. Number one in the year of 2024, Manley's Irish Mutt tomorrow. More on that, more me, more of you. And we'll go ahead and get things going once again coming up on the other side. 239-1070. Big show so far today. Got a big one to end the week tomorrow as well. More Pacers Sixer conversation also on the way. 93.5-1075 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Awesome! Totally awesome! All right, Hamilton. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, let's face it, Pacer fans, you guys need recovery. Recovery sooner rather than later from Tyrese Halliburton. You're not going to have that, obviously, tonight. Not tomorrow night against the Suns. By the way... Frank Vogel is going to join me in a 4 o'clock hour coming up on tomorrow's show as we're originating from Manly's Irish Mutts on an Evan Williams Tavern Tour stop with Brent Halverson and me, 10th and Shadeland, Manly's Irish Mutt. That's coming up tomorrow. Frank Vogel, former Pacer head coach, head coach of the Suns. He's in town tomorrow night, of course, the Suns and the Pacers, the second of a back-to-back. And Frank Vogel joins us tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Now, Tony East had this, and he just sent this out via X. Jalen Smith, and I kind of wondered about this, brought this up earlier, had that back situation. Jeremiah Johnson all with us said, yeah, it's not one of those things where you just squirt yourself a handful of absorbing junior all over it and, like, go play. But evidently, he is good enough to be deemed available tonight, according to Rick Carlisle. So Jalen Smith, man, let me tell you. Can we go? All bigs, all hands on deck. Like, I, I was wanting to get, like, Daniel Tice back here. Like, anybody, all hands on deck. Miles is going to get two fouls in the first two stinking minutes. Here it comes. Here it comes. So, all hands on deck. And Jalen Smith's availability tonight, that's a good thing, certainly. Uh, also, according to Tony East, it sounds like Pascal Siakam, who practiced for the first time yesterday um, with the Pacers since he'd been playing but not been able to practice. That's something else I'll get into with Frank Vogel tomorrow. It is practice time. Practice time and how tough it is to juggle that concerning trying to maintain a level of freshness for your guys, especially with his guys, considering he's got Durant and Beal and Booker. Again, Frank joins me tomorrow at four. But Tony E says it sounds like Pascal Siakam could be handling the ball a little bit more tonight with Halliburton sidelined. Rick Carlisle currently talking about the adjustment of a star player and joining a new team. So maybe you get a little bit more from Siakam with some ball handling. 
Uh, JMV, I thought Chappie's tone seemed better than last year. I, I couldn't really tell. I didn't think so. But I just don't want to put him in a bad spot. He wants to may, remain a part of the Hall of Fame voting and be in the know. So, uh, hey, JMV, Miles was just called for a defensive foul on the play. Was it a rip through? I guarantee it's going to be a rip through. Arms out, rip through, foul call. My Twitter timeline goes crazy. That's what's going to happen later on tonight. Pretty easy. Yeah, by the way, too, I know that Mike Chappell, I, I got into that, that Jim Ursay 911 call report that I first saw it in the Indianapolis Star today. Now, obviously, there is a police report that TMZ unleashed with the facts. This is from the 911 call to the home of Jim Ursay. That was from COO Pete Ward, was the one who called 911. That was on December the 8th, around 4.30, about 4.31 in the a.m. His call suggested the medical event could have been due to Ursay's congestive heart failure condition. Ursay's nurse said he had a blood oxygen level of 71% short of 95% baseline. Now, again, when you read the police report obtained by TMZ a couple of weeks ago, it uh, talks about uh, Narcan and, and obviously the reasons why they felt they were there on the call. But this is the 911 call that I haven't seen in any place else other than the Indianapolis Star. But that's something I worked my way through with Mike Chappell right there regarding that. And uh, kind of wondering if, uh, hey, how you doing? But Good to see you, buddy. Um, if, uh, again, Carly is going to be the one manning the helm without question, basically, from here on out. All that remains to be seen. But Mike Chappell, if you missed any of that conversation, podcast 107.5thefan.com. Robbie Avila. Uh, he of the sophomore class at Indiana State, 16 plus, seven and a half rebounds per game. Robbie Avila was really good earlier. If you missed any of that, too, Indiana State, 15 and three overall, and eight and one in the Missouri Valley because of the overtime loss last night. Drake had on the road at Missouri State. Indiana State is alone atop the Missouri Valley, but their next three are difficult. They get Bradley at the Holman Center. It's a sellout. That's coming up on Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. Um, Connor Hickman from Bloomington South did not play in the second half of their original matchup. That first one happened in Peoria going back to December. Indiana State won that. They get Bradley coming up on Saturday at 6. Belmont midweek down in Nashville. And if you remember, they scrambled Belmont up good in that first meeting in Terre Haute. And then... Next Saturday, it is Drake, and Drake got Indiana State really good. Their lone Missouri Valley loss was at Drake a couple of weeks ago. Drake comes calling a week from Saturday at the Holman Center, but uh, Robbie Avila was really good. Hopefully, if you missed that conversation, you can check it out at 107.5thefan.com. And Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana, 6.30. Our coverage begins here on The Fan. That's Pat Boylan, Mark Boyle, and Eddie Gill getting you set for the Sixers and the Pacers tonight. We talked about that matchup. Talked about going back to the Denver game and mentioned a variety of things with Jeremiah Johnson a little bit earlier 
at podcast1075thefan.com. Still doing here at the dugout the NBA Jam. Still doing it with Michelob Ultra and your chance to to win shoes and then to get yourself into the finals. Now, you win those McUltra courtside shoes courtesy of Nike Air right here with our friends from Zinc. The high score gets the win and you get the shoes. But then you go into the finals in a couple of weeks, which will be downtown at Brothers. And the winner, the high score of that, will win the actual NBA Jam arcade game. And you can take that home and a variety of concert tickets around here Courtesy of Michelob Ultra as well, which I promise will be absolutely fantastic for you. But no, the winner here, go to the finals. We'll do a couple more of these, I think, on the road as well. Another one coming up next week. Uh, it has been a fun time. And as always, thanks to our, our friends, folks at Zinc for putting this awesome NBA Jam promotion together because it has been a good time. Raheem Morris, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I, yeah, you're asking, where does that leave Bill Belichick, who interviewed a couple of times there? Mike Vrabel, I believe, interviewed a time there as well. Um, yeah, good question. Uh, Carolina's got its head coaching status filled as well. And it was Jim Harbaugh late yesterday, right after we were off the air. It was reported he has taken that job. In Southern California as the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. So a lot going down today. Mike Chappell, Robbie Avila, and uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Podcast 1075thefan.com. We'll take a quick break. Come back for a final time here. And again, get you set for tomorrow's show. Get a lot of the usual Don Fisher voice of the Hoosiers. Man, if you watched Illinois last night, Illinois Northwestern went into overtime at Evanston. And the 11th ranked Illini lose so a little bit salty they may be coming up. That's like the last thing uh, you needs, I'm sure, at 3 o'clock on Saturday. But we'll talk about that matchup in Champaign with IU and Illinois. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, joins us coming up tomorrow, as usual, in the 5 o'clock hour. And um, also, we'll talk a little high school. The final weekend of the regular season for the girls and Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk joins us tomorrow. Also, we'll talk about the fellows and a lot of college stuff with Bob tomorrow. And as I mentioned, too, it's been a long time since he's been on the show. May 4th, 2012. I didn't even look this up. I just remember it. It's when MCA passed away as a member of the Beastie Boys. It was that day, the last time Frank Vogel was on this show. Tony Donahue was with me. That May 4th of uh, 2012, and Frank Vogel makes his return to the show for the first time since then tomorrow as the head coach of the inbound Phoenix Suns. I'm telling you, the Pacers in a spot in which everybody around them, high-level elite and on win streaks. Denver on Tuesday night, Sixers later on tonight with Joel Embiid, and then coming up tomorrow night, the second of a back-to-back. Durant, Booker, and Beal, and the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about that with uh, Frank Vogel coming up in the 4 o'clock hour tomorrow. And our Tavern Tour stop with Evan Williams, 10th and Shadeland, Manly's Irish Mutt. We would love to see you tomorrow. New gear, courtesy of us in the Tavern Tour stop tomorrow for 2024. And free samples flowing. Mike Manley and the gang will be out there. Coming up tomorrow, beginning at 3. 10th and Shadeland, Manley's Irish Mutt. Hey, listen to win Janet Jackson tickets. That is coming up here before the end of the show. A recap. We'll give you a rundown of what's going on. That's and a lot more, man. Live today from the dugout. 
Fletcher in college, along with NBA Jam, Michelob Ultra, and our friends at Zinc. Not only that, but of course, Nick and the gang here were at the dugout here on a Thursday. Don't go anywhere. Final time on the other side, 93.5107. Find the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? You think I'd join this crummy snobatorium? But this whole place sucks. That's right, it sucks. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're at the dugout on Fletcher. June the 23rd at Cambridge Fieldhouse. You got the Sixers Pacers there tonight. June 23rd. Nelly will lead Janet Jackson. That is your show. And because we love Live Nation, they love you. We love you. We're going to give you a chance at a pair of tickets right now. Yeah, Nelly to open for Janet Jackson June the 23rd at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, number 9 at 239-1070. You will be able to go and uh, do that right now. Matter of fact, get those tickets and go again June the 23rd. That is at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. I'm telling you, I've seen Janet Jackson twice in my lifetime uh, beyond legit. Promise you will absolutely love it. All right. James, you can help me out. I know you're probably getting caller nine right now, but I have not mentioned this. We wanted to wait till we got to the end of the football season. And since we're in the conference finals weekend coming up, um, you know, San Francisco and, and Detroit and Baltimore and Kansas City, we should go ahead and mention that we've got that tavern tour stop tomorrow with Brent Holverson. And we gave away bar restocks to the winner of our pigskin pick'em. And our Fantasy Football League for 2023 here on The Fan. And again, thanks for Brent Halverson, as always, for being a part of that with us, too. Now, I know this to be true. The Fantasy Football League winner was Pop Pop. uh, James, that was Pop Pop. That was Chris Baxter. We know him very well. Now, I saw where the pigskin pick'em winner was Gilly Gilly. Do we know who Gilly Gilly is? Do I know that? Tony Donahue says he knows Gilly Gilly. So I don't know if I know Gilly Gilly. But Tony says he does. So Gilly Gilly was the winner of the pigskin pick'em, and the fantasy football winner was Chris Baxter right there. And both will receive. And still, people still hadn't picked up their wins from last year, by the way, too. Like, I'm rolling hot with a bar restock in the truck all the time. Oh, here we go. Tony just handed me his phone. Gilly Gilly is Jillian. Gillian, yeah. Is it Gillian or Jillian? So it's Gillian. Gillian is the winner. That's awesome right there. All right, thank you. That's Gilly Gilly. So Gillian is the winner of the pigskin pick'em and the fantasy football league winner was Chris Baxter. Uh, Tony Donahue joins what, us from Fans Place here. What would you do dugout. without me? Well, because I mean, you know absolutely you, everybody. Well, how the hell would, would I know? 
I'm here. Why I mean, you're you? out 24 7, 365. Well, when I lived in Found Square, I oftenly frequented tappers and dugout here. So, so you know Gillian, you somebody you know? Uh, Gillian, yeah, yeah, she's a big IndyCar fan. I actually met her at St. Louis last year. She's been following us for years, and uh, she came up to me at the race in St. Louis and was like, hey, good to see you. So, uh, I'll get it sorted for you. Incredible yeah. right there. It's Indianapolis, the world's biggest small town. You know, uh, he had no doubt about that. Hey, by the way, Fans Place, you normally do yeah. a lot of stuff, obviously. This is, uh, you're a big NBA Jam fan. Yeah, I've got well. the shirt on from the yeah. shop when they used to run their tournaments. Uh, obviously one of the best games, this in Tecmo Super Bowl, right? Probably top yeah. two. Yep. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun with Ultra. Uh, the dugout's one of my favorite places. Nick's a great guy. Megan's one of my favorite bartenders yep. uh, in the city. And great food here, and I love it. I want to win these shoes, so we'll see what happens. That, you've said those. I have a pair you at have home. A pair. And I was going to wear them, but I, it's too I dirty just, outside. It's way too dirty and wet too to dirty. wear those out here. Yeah, but they are badass, man. Yeah. They are little old school throwback Nike Air courtside Michelob Ultra. Now, obviously, you've noticed Michelob Ultra has been a huge NBA sponsor all season yeah. long, and we're on the verge of getting to NBA All Star Weekend. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't imagine. With all the shows, how much have yeah. you seen that's going to happen? Yeah, Nelly's going to be at the Hi-Fi. Nelly's going to be performing <laughs> at the Hi-Fi. Um, Michelob Ultra's got some great concerts. Michelob Ultra came on as the uh, official beer of the NBA back in 2021, yeah. uh, and they're going to take over the entire city. There's going to be some great concerts. There's been a couple already announced. Keith Urban, one of them. Uh, what's the other? The EDM. Zed. Zed will be great. Yeah, where's Zed going to be? Uh, I think they're all over. Maybe at Pan Am. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but it'll be great, man. It'll be a now, lot of fun. I saw somewhere Spud Webb and Naughty by Nature is going to be around. Oh, here. we got to go to that. Oh, we got to do that. But you said down, down here at High Five, Nelly's going to be at High Five. I think Nelly's. I don't know if that's announced yet. Whoops. So, Uh-oh. but it might be a private. I do party, that all the we'll time see. too. So I, yeah, I don't really care. I what are they going to come after I me? I pre-announce stuff accidentally. I did all one the time. Remember like, when Kid Rock was playing at the Brickyard? Everybody out, out at the Speedway got all upset at me because, <laughs> well, then don't send us tickets if you haven't announced the concert yet. <laughs> We're just trying to give them away. What well, do you want us to do? I think I did. I actually did that for Janet Jackson just last week, well, too. So I do that. It's I not do our that, fault. But I give them enough love. I give them enough love where I think it makes yeah. up makes up for it. But, uh, you know, you kind of understand they got other music stations around here yeah. that end up... Uh, you got to make everybody happy. Yeah, they, uh, the promotion top of Well, it, we so. will hear about the uh, Carb Day announcement coming up in the next couple of weeks. Weeks. Uh, you know what it is? I don't. I don't. But um, last year, the reminder, Soul Asylum and Brian Adams. Brian Adams, they uh, they forked out the dough for They did. He's so. expensive, man. Yeah. I mean, as... Dude answers his own phone, too, by the way. I had... When yeah. I had him on, yeah. I called Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah. And he's, he said, uh, warehouse, hello? <laughs> this is Brian. I said... Is this Brian Adams? He goes, yeah. I go, you're answering the phone? <laughs> no, I was, uh, IndyCar content day was a few weeks ago, and I was talking with Doug Bowles about how that whole process works and how, you know, IMS wants to have a great concert for people, but they don't want to step on the other venue's toes. But also, as you always say, it doesn't really matter. Once you're out there, doesn't. you're going to know one or two songs. You're going to be drinking. Toes are going to be tapping. Everybody's going to have a great time. I, I um, in Soul Asylum, one of the great moments I had was I went to the we were backstage. Doug took us backstage, yeah. and I had Blake with me. And I went to the bathroom, and I walk out of the bathroom, and Blake is sitting on this rock, talking to this long-haired dude over yeah. there. And I walk up, and I got closer, and it was Dave Perner, yeah, talking to Blake. And he was, he said, yeah, I was just asking Blake here, what's he, what's his plan for the future, what he wants to yeah, do. He wants to design IndyCar yeah, liveries, does. right? Isn't that what well, we're going? And that's yeah, he wants to. And if anybody's listening in IndyCar, my son wants to design IndyCar liveries. 
Which well, I sent him the Dale Coyne one. Um, I yeah. Ed Carpenter is probably listening, or somebody close to him. Ryan Carr's driving. Well, Ryan Carr is probably already at the game yeah, by now. Um, I think Blake should be able to design one of the liveries for either Christian Rasmussen or Arenas VK at the IndyCar Grand Prix that comes here in May. Oh, that's awesome. So we'll get Blake out there, get a picture next to it. I've seen some of Blake's designs, so probably throw a little old school in there. Yes, I wonder he where will. he gets that from. I have no um, idea. We're going to see Flock of Seagulls tomorrow Am night. I teaching him on a drive? Yes, when does yes, it start? You are. This well, summer? Well, I've white-knuckled it like three times oh, already with it. So. I do not doubt that So at his all. birthday, he turns 18 tomorrow. Blake oh, does. yeah. He turns 18 tomorrow, and we're. And this was his choice. He wanted to go to the Mirah Egyptian room and see Flock of Seagulls. Is that tomorrow night? Yeah. So I'm going, me and Blake and Laney. Yeah. Laney loves the Flock of Seagulls, too. Okay. We're going to see Mike Score, the originator of yep. a Flock of Seagulls. And thank you to Jimi Hendrix setting us up. Oh, Jimmy's we're, the best. We're going to see a Flock of Seagulls because my 18-year-old <laughs> and my 14-year-old wanted to go so see So the it. apple certainly hasn't yeah. fallen I, too far from I the tree. I absolutely love it. Love it. So we're going no, to see a Flock of it'll Seagulls. It'll be fun. Tomorrow. Thanks again. Yeah, the fans place. We've got a, some awesome competitions coming up, contests inside of our app around the NBA All-Star Game. We're going to be giving out some stuff. Um, a lot of free stuff's going to happen. And get into your local bars. We're going to sign with Crafters Pizza up north. I know you were there a few yep. weeks ago. Great place. I uh, love going there as well. And uh, the dugout's great, man. If, 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 here's your secret. I'm going to let everybody know a little bit of secret coming in the Pacer game right now. Park in Fountain Square. It's free. It's 51 degrees outside. It's a five-minute walk. If it's too cold, hop the bus, two stations. But I always park in Fountain Square when I go to Pacer games because it's free. And Colts games, too. It's a mile walk. You're fine. Yeah, you come to the dugout, have a Michelob Ultra. Absolutely. Have a, have a good time, too, by about, the way. chili here is really good. The by the way, Macho really Mike is here, by the Macho way. Macho Mike is Mike, here. Mike's about Mike. to burst right over here. Yeah, Mike, Mike, I don't burst. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that, buddy? We got to hit a break, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, we got anything goes here, too, don't we? Oh, boy. Why don't you that. wait 10 minutes till anything goes <laughs> and just make it happen? Hey, we'll wait for hey, now. right here. I don't yeah. know what you want to do about there. That. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hey, James, how long do we have coming up here after 6? We'll be going till about 622, 623. Lord have oh, mercy. Macho Mike will go to 623 what if you hell? let him. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who set this up? Man. Who's asked do I need to whip for this? <laughs> I know uh, I know your what? boy Miles signed against Embiid. Oh, I know you hate Kansas. I know you hate, hate Joel Kansas. Embiid. Oh. Mm. I'm just going to be my my social media platform is just going to be Absolutely murdered. When um when are we gonna go down and uh, have some Michelob Ultras at the Ballyhoo and in, in, in Ice and watch Indiana State? Well, if we they gotta would, go. if they had a game schedule where I could go, then yeah, it's not tough. on a Saturday or a Wednesday like that. I mean, but I, but I'm glad they're playing because that means they're getting on ESPN. Tape the so, last yeah. half hour of the show on a Wednesday. We'll leave at five forty-five. We'll be down there at we'll be down there at six fifty. We'll be fine. Yeah, you speeding that tundra, right? <laughs> I saw your park job. What happened there? Did I park on the you're, sidewalk? You're like all up on the curve. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a, a big bear- old ass I think thing I got, you got a there. bearing coming out. I got to, I got to take it to Car X and Mike. What's it got? Two hundred seventy thousand miles on it. Three hundred and thirty-eight thousand miles. You've had that thing since Laney was yeah. two years old. I have three hundred and thirty-eight thousand miles. It's got a bearing. A bearing Man. issue that Mike Mike is going to fix it at the Carx location down in Greenwood. Manley's so. tomorrow. I can't wait. Yep. That'll be fun. Oh, so that's Tony Donahue of Fans Have Place. Good- How can people check out Fans Place for you? Yeah, at the fans underscore place on Twitter. Uh, hop into our free contest. When you go to the Pacer Games tonight, check in at the dugout. Uh, we'll get you some rewards points. 
bare minimum on our app, you're going to win a free beer. That's the bare minimum. You're never going to spend a dime. It's a lot of fun. I know we've been doing a lot of stuff with you. And uh, March Madness right around the corner, yeah. Indy 500 right around the corner. So. so Lenny has a game at Perry Meridian right now. It was going to go, but evidently not. <laughs> so here we go. Time to game start. We got, I think, just right now. So, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, we got anything goes on the other side. So I want to spend that with you at 239-1070. We've got an anything goes on the other side. Call James. Get on the board. We'll talk about whatever you want. We got 23 minutes. Mike, I promise, man. I promise. Yeah. Mike can be a part of anything goes here, too. But 239-1070, that's coming up on the other side. Anything goes. We are live with Michelob Ultra from the dugout. Fletcher Place, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, let's do some anything goes. And here's the thing. This is the danger when you're my bosses at the fan and you go, hey, just do whatever the hell you want. I just do whatever the hell I want. So let's just do whatever the hell we want right here. Especially if I'm going to hang until 23 after live. We're at the dugout of Fletcher Place, 239-1070. It is whatever you want to talk about. It is everybody's favorite time after the real show it is anything goes. Again, 239-1070. Talk to James. James going to set you up. And, uh, hell, I don't care what we talk about. I mean, listen, so many of you have sent me crap on the new reboot of Roadhouse. Let's talk about that. Here's one of the things. This is what stands out. And I know that everybody looks at me as a curmudgeon because, oh, everything's got to be back in the day for you. I get that jackassery all the time. Doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Of course, I embrace the past. Want to know why? Because I had a damn good time in the past. Why? Because I had no responsibilities in the past. Why? I'm not 54 years old. I felt great. Prime of my life in the past. I love the stinking past. Thus, I will always embrace the past. However, with Roadhouse... I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I always have and always will. Right? The problem I have with this so far, and maybe I'm missing out. All I've done is seen the trailer. I don't see our number one rule of this show and how we deal with one another and how I've said I deal with you. All right? If you're a jackass, this is how I deal with you. I am nice until it's time not to be nice. I don't come at people without instigation i'm nice until it's time not to be nice and i swear to you in this trailer that was like two minutes long i have not seen that as a reference that's the focus that should be the theme and again that's a rule that not just me and you and us live by that's a rule that everybody should live by all right don't need to instigate don't need to start crap but you can jump in there and defend yourself. And here's the other thing. You don't start it. You know, I, so, there is so much, so much in radio, so much in all this yip-yap and TV stuff where the instigators, right, they start the stuff, and then they play the victim afterwards. Oh, how can they say that? Well, you came at me. Nah, because you're the jackhole that started this. Always live by this one simple rule. Be nice until it's time not to be nice. And that's the only reason why I balk at this so far. I just have not seen that be a part of Roadhouse and the reboot with Jake Gyllenhaal. By the way, too, 
I mean, it is. I think it takes place in in South Florida, Florida Keys. You know, same kind of roadhouse bar situation. Dalton is a former UFC fighter, and uh, Conor McGregor is a part of it. So, and the other, I guess if there's one other aspect is I uh, I don't want to disrespect the sways. Never disrespect the sways. All right. Those of you who wanted to know my take on it, and until I see it or otherwise, that's my take on it. All right, 239-1070. So anything goes after six. We start with Eddie on line one. Eddie, join the Eddie show. How are you, buddy? Eddie from, Eddie from HH Greg. Happy to talk to you. Yeah. Good Lord Almighty. What has this been, like three years since I've heard from you, Eddie? They don't, like oh, HH you, Greg hadn't been around for like ten. You've been dodging our three-point contest for three, three years, I think. Dodging. You know, I don't normally dodge shooting contests because I'm the champion of shooting contests. I called I, I need to, we, we, need, we need to make we need to make it happen. Can you still shoot or are you just full of crap? Uh, um, you probably waited long enough to where I'm off my peak, but I'd say uh, if you can't make seven or eight out of ten, I'd probably still beat you. Now, what, what distance three-pointer are we shooting here? Uh, college top, well, I guess high school top of the key. We're talking now. Uh, uh, I, I feel comfortable. I'll make I'll make five or six out of ten from from NBA. I feel comfortable in that. Yeah. Okay. I called to say I think the Pacers have a ro- open roster spot still, and it's got to be for Lance Stevenson. All right. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. They would not even have room outside of, of the Pacers field house for people if they had Halliburton and Lance Stevenson on the same team. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Hey, call. Eddie, good to hear from you, too. That's Eddie from H.H. Gregg. This goes back, well, I mean, hell, H.H. Gregg hasn't been H.H. Gregg in at least 10-plus years. Eddie worked there, and uh, Eddie and Tony Donahue remembers this. We used to, like, go back and forth with Eddie all the time. He was a jackass to us. We were a jackass to him. But all around good dude. And listen, you know me. I don't dodge three-point shooting competitions. I don't dodge competitions like that. Embrace those. Thank you, Eddie, from H.H. Greg. Edwards online, too, if part of anything goes. Edward, hello. Yeah, um, this all-star game coming up. I I can't believe they're charging the tickets for prices because there's no defense on these on this on this all-star game they should be open doors let anybody in come in and come out that's my feeling on these and these ticket prices are outrageous so yeah they the i think everybody that didn't understand will understand that this is not like for the average average you and i you know this is for the corporate got a lot of deep pockets type of stuff right there and and, yeah. you know, they don't need to be defended here, but that's that's kind of how the All-Star game is now. To showcase, know, it's, it's, showcase it's offensive talents. So nobody nobody's looking for, you know, free throw shooting or rebounding or, you know, defensive rotations or anything like that. You're looking for, you know, deep, deep threes and lobs to the rim and dunks and so on and yeah. so forth. And I, I think T.J. McCollum should be on the All-Star team. I love T.J. McConnell. Thank you for the call, Edward. I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, the guard position in the East is pretty locked up. 
with Tyrese Halliburton right at the top of that list as well. BTR, anything goes. Line three, BTR, welcome to the show. Hey, JMV, you having a good time? I am. i got to go until 23 after with this anything goes, man. They're going to wear a dude out right here, BTR, aren't they? They'll wear uh, me out. Um, <laughs> just wondering where you were 45 years ago today when the blizzard of 78 started. Yeah, I was. In, I was uh, actually, this is a, this a funny story here. Funny story. We had played for the Bedford Boys Club. That weekend, and I, I got absolutely shredded. Well, I played against Derek, Key, Derek Keys, who was a year older than me, played for Marion. We played at the Marion Powell Club for the Bedford Boys Club. And me and my, my friends, a couple of which from Greene County, others from Lawrence County and Bedford played. I went up there, and Derek Keys just absolutely killed me. I th- I actually, I think I cried. I think in second grade I cried. But Eric, Derek Keys killed me. We're on our way back after being embarrassed by Marion. And... Everybody I was with, they wanted to stop and spend the night in a hotel. Well, my, my grandparents and my mom said, you know, I think we got an inbound snowstorm here. And we didn't have, like, ways and means, BTR, to know what the hell was coming. If you remember, the weather radar back then in 1978 was a black and white that, you know, circle, it looked like asteroids, Right? Yeah. And you just had a big blob like roll in like it's the video game Asteroids, and that was like your big cloud. You had no idea what it was capable of doing. You just knew that that cloud was coming at you. And my, my grandparents said, hey, we got you know this storm inbound. We better get home. So we got back to Greene County in Owensburg in front of this, and then others spent the night in a hotel and ended up staying in that hotel for about a week. <laughs> so, and I... I missed, I didn't go to school at Eastern, at Eastern Green for a month during the blizzard of 78. I didn't go to school and we didn't, we made up nary a, a minute of that. I missed exactly. one month, we all did, of school. Yeah, I'm like a couple years younger than you and that was, yeah, it was awesome. I lived in Eakin, Indiana, right by the Tipton County line. Yes, okay, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, uh, it was bad, but just back then you had, not much of a warning, and you know everything was much, much. It was it was amazing, but I missed I missed a month. It was it was awesome, and uh, the blizzard of '78. So that was on this day, back in 1978, the start of it. It started. That's courtesy of Brian Wilkes. Yeah, there was something around here. BTR, good memory stirred right there. Be a, you should see Derek Keys worked me over like you would not believe. I think I still say this. And I can't verify it from anybody, but I thought that he dunked on me on an eight-foot goal. We were playing on an eight-foot goal. He was a third grader. I was a second grader. I'm pretty sure he dunked on me. Hey, there's no crying in basketball. Oh, man, I was crying. And then my dad was up there with his girlfriend, and it was all, everything was messed up. I'm eight years old. I'm thinking, hey, bring in the snowstorm. I want to get the hell out of Dodge. I was wimpy. I got work, though. Work by Derek Keys, BTR. I feel for you. Sorry to bring back the memory, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, man. I'm getting it all out there in the open. I'm letting loose, cutting loose. It's therapeutic. Thank you, BTR. Thank you. All right, Kenny's on line five, I believe. James, hello, Kenny. Welcome to the show. What's up, Jake? How are you? How you doing, Kenny? Great to hear from you. Go ahead. All right. 
I'm out here getting wet, going to walk my dog, but it's, you know, it's, it's not four degrees outside, so, you know, okay. <laughs> That's no doubt. Well, it's, it, I tell you what, I hate this, though. Wet. No, it's been Wet no. and nasty and dirty. It sucks. It's, well, here comes February. Listen, I got a couple things. Um, I, yeah. I got a laugh because back in the day, my, my daughter's a sophomore at college now, but this goes back for years where when I'd pick her up from school at Zionsville, I swear to God, Wellsies would come on your show and, and he would be crooning to an R&B song and she'd get in the car and be like, what in the holy hell are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love it when it's described like that. I mean, she was like, what is she doing? I thought, this is a sports show. And she goes, that doesn't sound like sports to me. I said, well, <laughs> so I would always. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking about anything goes right here? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is no, not, wait, wait, I'm wait, not on the clock. Wells, what, uh, what's, what's his name? Wells, that comes on your shows and sings as intro. Oh, yeah. He's the and it is awful, but it's so funny that she comes in and is like, what are you listening to? <laughs> like, well, and, and you, you make sure you tell her the, the origination of that is from a, a longtime indie radio legend, the lover man Jerry that. Wade, that we that's just right. lost a couple of weeks ago. And, that's, and that was always didn't. our honoring, our dedication of uh, the lover man Der- Jerry Wade. It is. Well, and it, uh, that, that's, that's, kind of, that's where all that started because he, had, he hosted that, that – it, that just institution of a show in Indianapolis right. every night called the quiet storm. And that's, that is well, where that originated. He was, he was very passionate in the singing. I'll give him that. It's just, you know, he's yeah. and the second part is I got YouTube TV and they have TV land on there and you were completely right. I've seen colorized or the late years of Andy Griffith with, with Opie with pimples and Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think aunt B had a, a chop suey parlor downtown and, and, and everybody was there. And I'm like, it looked like Andy Griffith was in pain with during the filming of these shows because it was so bad. No, it's terrible. It is. It, it is. Well, I mean, and then you got you got there's when when Opie gets in a band and they play music and then Andy oh, dances. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's why he was always pissed. I mean, you look at all those episodes and he was always pissed off about something and he was pissed because he knew he was just getting a paycheck and what he was doing was nowhere near as good as it was back when it was black and white and Don Knotts was a part of it. So and the one, and the one episode where he had a cast on his wrist was because he punched a hole in the set wall because he got mad at something. He did. Yeah, he did. Well, there's lots of, yeah, lots of stories there, too. But anything else you got there, Kenny? No, just go Miles Turner, hold your own against the big boy, and I hope, you know we'll see how it goes. You got it. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate that. Anything goes live from the dugout. Fletcher plays here with Michelob Ultra and our friends at Zinc holding it down for us. 239-1070. Is this Doug up next, James? Doug, welcome to the show. Thanks, JMB. Fellow Sycamore, fellow Reds fan. So hard Man. to cheer for the Sycamores after what they did to Coach Lansing. But, you know, they're, aren't they the second best team in the state right now? Yeah, I will say this about Greg Lansing. He remains a really good friend of mine. And initially, initially I was bit out of shape, too. Um, but I, I think for, for his sake, and he's in Arizona State, he's on the bench with Bobby Hurley, but for, for his sake and where he is right now and where the program is right now, I think it's too dirty out here today. So um, I, I think that, that, uh, that that's good for it. That was been good for everybody. And they, I mentioned this earlier to, to Robbie Avila, 
it, it is it is cool to see them getting some national recognition and branding Indiana State and this basketball team right now, getting a little bit of love. That's something you need to embrace. We all need to embrace our Sycamore fans if you graduated there because th- this doesn't happen very often, and you got to take advantage of it when it does. So I get exactly what you're saying because I felt – similar fashion I have before but yeah I kind of let that slide now and just excited about a program and kids that really need this type of season yeah they need some TV exposure no doubt what else you got no just being the Reds fan I just came for the Reds caravan oh really where was that today at Castleton was Marty Brenneman there he was, and that was really the only reason I went. See, I here's what's bad. I didn't even know until I saw a friend of mine named Greg, I think, retweeted a picture of Marty Brenneman, and I didn't even know that they were up there. Somebody got to be telling me that stuff. Well, it wasn't. It, I don't think it was promoted anywhere except the Reds' website. Who was it? Was it Marty? Was was uh, Nick Crawl there, too, the general manager? Yep. Yes, he was. Oh, man. All hey, right. You, you no players? Remember this guy, Corky yeah. Miller. <laughs> catcher, bullpen catcher extraordinaire right there, Corky Miller. Indeed. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, you, you got right. to see the Thanks, living man. legend in Marty Brenneman, so that's good enough. Oh, uh, well, um, yeah, that's exactly right, and I told him that. <laughs> well done, man. Doug, anything else? No, thank you very much. Uh, Music Mac, who joins us next. I'm kind of looking at him right now. Hello, Mac. How you doing, Doc? I'm good, Mac. How are you? That hat looks great on you over there, brother. Thank you. Look at Paul Montgomery right there. Right next to me. Great great time (laughs) at the dugout, though. It is. The dugout is a great place. Shout out to Nick here, too, at the dugout. What you got, Mac? Oh, just uh, Pacers are a completely different team without Halliburton, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I listen, they still can be good, but uh, against teams like this, you you got to be you got to do some things out of the ordinary and without Halliburton and they just didn't do enough of that against Denver we saw and that's why people are skeptical about getting that done tonight against Embiid and the Sixers. You just you've got to get it's for example, Mac is like what they did against Sacramento. You just got to be able to do things out of the ordinary. They got that type of effort the last time they won. It's just few and far between with this group without the guy that stirs everything in Halliburton. Well, plus they're also competing against the refs. I don't blame Carlisle for getting so mad. Oh, man, I hope so. All right, Mac, tell Rita I said hello, and uh, we'll talk to you on the JMV Takeover. All right, maybe see you tomorrow night, too. Hey, good luck, by the way, on the new gig. Yeah, I'll see you at the front tomorrow. You got it, Mac. Thank you. Manly's Irish Mutt tomorrow. Tavern Tour Stop number one for 2024. Me, Brent Halverson, tomorrow. 10th and Shadeland. Matt's next on Anything Goes. Hello, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Matt, go you ahead. Brought East, you brought up Eastern Green. I just want to know where you uh, rank in the history of Eastern Green basketball. Somewhere between Dusty May, Chad Gator, Jeremy Myers. <laughs> I am, uh, good God almighty, I'm pretty far down the list probably. Yeah, yeah Dusty, uh, Dusty, May, Dusty May was exactly what Dusty May is right now. He was yeah, a, a leader and a leader by by example. Um, all-time leading scorer, I think that – is that st- – no, JT Yoho, the player at Wright State, is the all-time leading scorer. And uh, 
Nah, good players there, definitely. But now you can see, you know, you bring up Dusty May. Are you from Eastern too? No, I went to USI with uh, uh, Chad Gator and Jeremy Myers and some of those guys down in that area. Oh, and, man. Uh, Great, great guys. Great area. Yes, Can't they are, man. Get, yeah, Gator. Gator's a good dude. Gator yeah. was a really good player too, man. He was a really good high school basketball player. He was on, he was on our fraternity uh, uh, intramural basketball team at USI, and he was my That's roommate awesome. for a semester. So, a little great, Eastern great Green love there. right there. That's well yeah, done I, out of you, man. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. All right, Reggie, line three. Anything goes. Go ahead, Reggie. How are you? Uh, I'm good. This this is Homer. This is Homer Reggie, man. I ain't called in a while, man. You doing okay, man? I'm great, Reggie. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm walking into this Pacer game, and and I disagree with you tonight. Tonight, Turner is gonna have a double double. They're gonna let him be get all the points he want. They're gonna shut everybody else down. They're gonna score over 120 and win by four. You heard it here first from Homer Reg. I got you. Reg, I appreciate you, man. Hopefully I am wrong about tonight. Thank you for the call, Reg. Hey, really quick, we got to go here. Macho Mike is here. Macho Mike is going to burst over there. Let me have it. Sorry, Macho Mike is trying to put this thing together. I'm going to give you a little helper right there. There you go. Hey, again, Manly's Irish Mutt tomorrow. 10th and Shailen. Yep, Mike, we got to have We got to have that on the other. Whoop, there you go. You got it in front of your face? Hey, here. Good to see Never you, Never me and Angel bless you and Blake and Lenny and the family. Thank you, buddy. The YMCA. I'll send Angel a hug. And uh, God bless Indianapolis and everything. And uh, good to always be here. YMCA. Oh, and tomorrow night, Blake and Lenny are going to be at the thing. At the yeah. other thing. Guess who the halftime show is at uh, Ron Colley High School tomorrow Who's night? Who's that? Yours truly. There you go, buddy. Tell everybody over there, I said hello. God I love be with Ron you. Colley. Amen. Thank you. Macho Mike's at Ron Colley tomorrow night. Shout out to the Ron Colley Royals. Love everybody over there. Not so much at CG. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. Got to run. Dev, thank you very much again. McAltra, Zinc, Nick here, Dugout. NBA Jam, everybody that came out. Me, Brent Halverson, with Frank Vogel joining me tomorrow. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shade beginning 3 o'clock. Mark Blow and the gang. The Pacer Hoops coming up next. Have a great night.